Dork Tales proudly presents Dungeons and Dragons The Reign of Emrys. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the final episode of The Reign of Emrys here on Dork Tales. How is everybody doing tonight? I'm good. Good? Yeah, it's gonna be fine. It's gonna be fine. So uh, if you are watching, we're starting a little early tonight because we kind of have to. We got a lot of we got a lot of ground to cover, and uh, so what's this cute dramatic musician drama bomb? What's going on? Some people are just doing stuff in the chat. All right, so hey folks, welcome to the final episode of the Reign of Emrys here on Dork Tales. This is episode twenty-five, which means that this campaign has gone one episode longer than I attempted. But hey, that's <laughs> that that showbiz baby, which is just like my line for the night, I guess. Uh, that's fair. But it's a nice, nice, good number. Twenty-five is a satisfying number to end on. Is it? Yeah. All yeah, right. Twenty-five. It feels round. Yeah. I like counting by fives. Mm-hmm. That's fair. Um, all right. So, folks, uh, if you're joining us for the first time, this is probably not the place to, to start. I, I, I'd I love for you to stick around if you haven't been here before, but uh, I would also not say start with Reven- or Revenge of the Jedi. Return of the Jedi. I probably don't start with... Uh, I'm part right. That was its production title. Um, but I would probably say don't start with Return of the Jedi if you're watching Star Wars. So don't start with this episode. Go back and watch episode... Uh, zero? I think we did an episode zero for this. Uh, but uh, go start with episode one, where you get to see these characters grow and change, and hopefully it will be a lot of fun. Um, but, hey, um, I never know how to start finales. I'm not gonna lie. So, I just want to say thank you all for joining us on this journey, and players, thank you all for being here on the journey as well. I hope you had a good time, and that I don't traumatize you too much. Just the right amount. Just, I mean, that's why we're right here. Is it? Yeah. All right. Works for me. Let's go. All right. So without further ado, <laughs> hi, everybody. I'm Kelly. I'm the Dungeon Master here at Dork Tales. I use he and him pronouns. And I am excited to be here tonight because I got more people to kill than Talfrin. Although Talfrin technically killed himself. Um, and yet, hey, Caitlin, what are you doing here? <laughs> Hello. I'm here just for the ride. Oh, you're just going to watch? Okay. Yeah. I'm sure that's, that's why, I'm sure that's all you're here for. Oh, obviously. I'm glad that you have like a quick change outfit. Why don't you introduce yourself anyway, just in case people are wondering who you are? Hello, and who you tell I'm us tell Caitlin. us who you did play. Oh yeah, <laughs> so for the past 24 episodes, I had played uh, Talfrin Pridery, the wild magic barbarian uh, human. Uh, I use she/her pronouns myself. He uses he/him pronouns. And yeah, let's fun. see. Fun let's well. let's finish this. <laughs> All right, let's go down to Christine, <laughs> or up to Christine, as it is. Hello, I'm Christine. I use she, her pronouns, and I play Claudette Belmont, our human wizard who also uses she, her pronouns. All right, uh, let's go to Amy. Hello, I am Amy. I use she, her, they, them pronouns, and I am playing Leiden Admerov, our ASMR cleric of the grave, who is also a she, her. Nice. All right, let's go to Kat. Hey, everyone. My name's Katrina, and I use she, her pronouns. And tonight I am playing Veratrix Soulstar, our um, our lovely halfling artificer arterialist, who also uses she, her pronouns. Mm-hmm. And finally, let's say hi to Robin. Hello, everyone. I'm Robin. Uh, I use she, her, or they, them pronouns. And tonight I am playing... Ivy, our uh, tiefling 
Bloodhunter Order of the Mutant. And oh, I'm so excited. It's going to be good. And Robin, you pointed out something that I forgot to update on the screen. So give me just one sec. Boop, boop, boop. How is everybody doing tonight? Y'all excited about this? Is there anything that y'all want to discuss? Oh God, people are buying something. That's how happens. fun this game has been. Oh, that's just one. Just uh, Kat and I both were oh, did you? on okay. the ball for that. So it's only one. All right. Mm. So you've had a good time? This has been yeah. really fun. Yes. This campaign Definitely. has been like... It's been great. I like these players. I like this DM. I love playing Claudette so far. Like, I tried to really go a different route with like her spell casting because wizards only get so many. So I kind of tried to like go a specific way instead of just being practical and a touch of everything. I was like, she's a noble. She's not going to be practical. Who needs mending? She's got servants for that. Of course she exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, she, she went for like full on like battle mage status. <laughs> See, I mean, it's been a lot I've, of fun. I've really, Vary has been my favorite character um, that I've played. I absolutely love her in every way. She's just ridiculous. Um, yeah, she's been just phenomenal to play and grow with uh, through her various um, epiphanies. <laughs> did she have epiphanies or did you have epiphanies while playing her? Uh, a little bit of both. Oh. But she she uh, she actually did as well. She She's finally starting to come to grips with uh, her emotional issues. Wow. Yeah. Well, she got therapy. <laughs> yeah, it's it's called really, the party. I, I don't know if this counts as therapy. No. We kind of traumatized her differently. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this is a trauma that she knows how to deal with. <laughs> what about everybody else? Talfrin, Talfrin's been one of like the first. I think he's the first male character. Yeah, R.I.P. Um, male character I played. Um, so it's just been, it's been really fun to explore that, I guess, and just see, see where we're going from a little bit of a fuck boy at the beginning to, uh... You can say fuck boy, we have mature tag. We do. (laughs) (laughs) We're mature. But can Caitlin say it on stream? That's the question. That is a Um, wonderful question. Um, to, like, where he ended up, which is less of a fuck boy. Um, less less <laughs> yeah so it's been it's been really fun <laughs> yeah i've i've i i the the way ivy turned um the emotional side of her i did not expect that going into this campaign i did not expect that and so that kind of turn and like trusting friends and like the the falling in love with their kind of thing was a very surprised thing but i also learned something about myself through that which is sounds a bit cheesy but uh because <laughs> similar to ivy and i didn't realize i put this into ivy but i used to not think that i also necessarily was as worthy of being loved too so like that i got really emotional after that episode just by myself because i was like oh boy i put something into ivy i did not know i put into there Ooh, so i've really enjoyed the emotional growth <laughs> of the character and the interactions with the party it's 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 been a real like deep campaign in that sense nice 
All right. Anybody else? Or should we just talk? I've just been Emery's really enjoying was, playing social. <laughs> Emery's was the first game where I actually um, used new pronouns for the first time. Was you, you, you used nice. she pronouns for the first time. It was an Emery's game. Right. So. There That's we go. Right. Amazing. That is fantastic. You know what? In honor of that, here, you're all level 10. Yay! <laughs> there we go. Exciting. Yeah, no, the, I've been enjoying playing social, but I'm ready to go on and do something else again. Maybe play something a little more heavy hitting again. Oh, just fair. If only Swinging there are other a big projects. Ass sword. There are other <laughs> projects that you're in on. We'll see what you can do in one booth. It'll be fun. Yeah. All right. So, uh, folks, uh, I guess it's about time to uh, to do that then. Oh, it feels weird starting at 6. I guess it's 6.20. All right. So, uh, tonight, we're going to try to go straight through. I have no idea uh, how fast this will go. There's a bunch of optional content. Uh, but uh, it'll come down to all your all choices. All your all. Oh, that's I'm from the Midwest. Uh, it's going to come down to all of your choices, of course. And um, there is going to be at least one break. I've got them scheduled at about 7.30, 7.45, whether or not you're in a combat or something. And I've got a second one scheduled for later in the night because we're doing a full five-hour stream tonight. Uh, or until we're done. So if it's sooner, great. If not, then maybe there'll be episode 26 because some of you have to work tomorrow. Um, but I think we're going to be able to do it. Uh, there is going to be no talk to the chat, uh, until after the game. If we still have time, we'll do it then. Uh, and to each other, we'll gush then. But thank you for stalling while I updated the frame. Uh, all right. Without further ado, let's begin the final episode of The Reign of Memories. <clears throat> The mines beneath the crucible ache with magic. A myriad, a myriad realities brought together by the possibilities of strange, arcane meddlings. The wildness of the Fae stretches in and out of the spilt and spent blood of each of the Cadoganians held in servitude beneath those craggy, damp stones. And in the center of it, not even so much as a bloodstain remains of the fallen comrade, the one who you call Talfrin. In the center of the crucible's uptake laser, there is only a shadow burned into the ground His sword lies nearby, carelessly discarded, haphazardly tipped on its side. As the gate into the Feywild nearby opens, shimmering with light as it comes to life, a young man approaches, climbing the steps up from the flooded chamber. Dirk kneels down, touches the edge of the blade. Tell.
falls landing firmly on his backside his knees splayed his elbows tucked between them and he tries and fails not to cry There is a darkness that dwells at the edge of all things. If you shut your eyes hard enough and tight enough, you can see it there, piercing through, oozing through, ebbing. It is the darkness that devours the light that streams through your shut eyes, the light of your dreams, the true darkness that embraces you when the sleep has finally become comforting. It banishes nightmares and pain and leaves nothing in its wake except for serenity, nothingness, and the promise of healing or the promise of something gentle to come. Telfrin, you find yourself standing in this black space. The ground is firm under your feet, but you see nothing. It's like standing on glass. Coils of black and white steam roll around your ankles. You're dressed simply, plainly, in that state of partial dress that you find yourself whenever you dream, whenever you think of yourself. That is how you exist in this moment. In the distance, you hear a strange noise, though. Almost a sucking noise, with a rhythmic It's not too I'm far away. Go towards it. The ground beneath your feet is ice cold, and yet it doesn't burn you. It makes you shiver slightly, although you realize that your skin doesn't react. You're, you feel the illusion of goose pimples rise up on your bare forearms, and, and yet nothing actually rises. As you make your way, you'll see a soft golden glow. A young man curled up on the floor, one leg tucked underneath the bent knee of another. Can't be more than 14 or 15. Bare except for a simple, flowing, crisp, pure loincloth? Toga. No, it wraps around his right shoulder, exposing a significant swath of golden, burnished skin. In his hand, he holds a, a golden ball that shimmers, and as he bounces it against the floor, it ricochets off a wall that does not exist and bounces back to his hand. 
So I was hearing you. That was quite a choice, he says. You don't see his lips move as he speaks. It uh, seemed like the only one I could make at the point. that point. We're defined by our choices. It's probably the best choice I've made in my entire life, I would say. The last one, but the best one. Where am I? You're dead. I figured as much. You've come to Are you play. dead too? Uh, sure. The boy will turn and look at you, and you'll notice that the eyes are black. Fully blacked out, but looking into them is like looking up at the stars. Nebula swim inside of the pits and recesses. You will recognize the sculpture of the orphan, the god of death. Would you stay and play? Do I have another option? Everything we do is a choice. Is there a golden swirling? Sorry, you said I, I saw a golden swirling thing. Yeah, there's like it's like a like a small like rubber ball in his hand, but it's oh. like honestly, it looks like it looks like a star forging in his hand, just kind of the way that the way that the carbon and, pardon me, the helium and the hydrogen kind of swirl together uh, in space is kind of like, it has a physical form, but it's honestly like he's bouncing a baby sun against a wall as he's sitting and talking to you. Gotcha. Alright, we'll pass it here. I prefer to finish what I started, but... How long would it take you? And he'll bounce it to you. You want to make me an athletics check to catch a sun? Oh! Oh, well, let's uh, let's give that a try. He's gonna put some pepper on it. Hold on one sec. Oh. You know what? I'm gonna say he has advantage because he's a god. That's better. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty sure he didn't roll a five. Uh, just check. Uh, just uh, twenty-four. Twenty-four. Oh, wait, All right, strength, you'll be. A... Sorry, strength check or athletics? Uh, athletic, yeah. Athletics. Oh, it to... doesn't matter. They're both the same. Twenty-four. All right, so yeah, you're. He's gonna. He's gonna throw it at you, uh, bouncing it off the floor and the wall, and you're going to catch it before it strikes you in the face. Like, very, very well, actually. Like, it was a solid throw. And, um... But you're good. You're good at this. You got quite an arm on you. I've been practicing It'll bounce it back. Oh, okay. Give me an <laughs> athletics check to, bing a, to bean a god with a ball. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> okay, go ahead. Uh, I got an at 20. <laughs> okay! Okay, so you're gonna you're gonna throw it, and you're gonna put enough heat on it that he's going to catch it, <laughs> and it's going to be it's gonna get close. His hand is going to be propelled closer to his face than yours was, <laughs> just because you think that he started to drift off into a thought for a moment, and then suddenly there's a ball in front of his face, <laughs> and he catches he said it. We're gonna play. I like what you did. It was noble. Humans are so seldom noble. But when they are, it's special. Seemed the right choice. Like I said.
Would you like to help? Yeah. That's what I spent the last time doing. I, I, Like I said, I want to see it through to the end, but here we are. I can wait one more day. Okay. Dawn. Be back by dawn, please. Okay. You got it. Thanks. Don't thank me yet. You'll be playing by new rules. enough. See you soon. And the golden lips are going to just curve up into a, a pleasant enough smile. We'll play again. We'll play soon. You'll lose. I'll still start practicing. I can give you a run for your money. That's all I ever want. And with that, there's a sudden lurch and a pull and you vanish into the darkness you feel all of eternity pull past you stripping past you at speeds beyond comprehension and suddenly the world is all bright and white And we'll pick up with you in just one moment. As you all begin to pick yourselves up, gathering your things and gathering your yourselves for whatever might be coming through the gate to the Feywild behind you, the gateway shimmers, undulates, a moment later will slowly part, rippling like water as a hand presses through it. Through the distortion you see the outline of an elven woman. One that you will recognize immediately as she presses through into the cavern system of the crucible. You recognize her as Imrixia the Aladrin. You've come a long way, she says to you, her voice echoing despite the sound of rushing water, despite the sound of chaotic magic. As you all find yourselves gathering together, she smiles and basically clocks each one of you with her eyes. Are you ready? I mean, if we're not ready now, are we ever going to be? Yeah. We don't really have a choice. Talfrin's sacrifice cannot be made in vain. 
We can grieve him when this is over, if we do not join him. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> um, Leighton's going to go over and see if she can find her mace. Sure, make me an investigation check. Uh, investigation, that's a 12. 12? Uh, sure. I know you know, I'll he spend had a, it, I'll spend but she probably good dropped happens. it. Okay. All right, so yeah, you'll be able to find it. And she's going to look down at the uh, pieces of Talfrin where he was, and she's going to just kind of quietly to herself will just close her eyes for a second and turn back and return to the rest of the group. I was going to say Ivy's probably walks over to like put like a comforting hand on Dirk's shoulder as he's like holding Talfron's sword. Just being like. Why did he have to be so stupid? He was not stupid. I'm sure I think he knew what he was doing, and I think he made a great sacrifice for the greater good. For good. Yes. You should take his sword. I will. Let's, um... I'm ready to go when you are. I'm not losing you, too. Ivy's gonna have, like, a... (laughs) Kind of do, like... Look on her. She's gonna try and hide it. <laughs> Hopefully, and Dirk's not looking at her too much. Nope. But uh, at that okay. moment, uh, you are going to uh, Leiden being right there on the platform as well. Uh, you all, you two, are going to um, overhear that and immediately glance at each other and lock eyes. And I think that's when you remember a conversation you had, as everyone else was preparing or sleeping at Vary's house, well, at Vary's parents' house earlier. The previous day. How did that go? So I think um, probably after uh, Dirk fell asleep, Ivy probably leaves the room and tries to quietly knock on like Leiden's door wherever she's sleeping, trying not to wake Claudette or her. So probably run into Leiden actually in the hallway. Kind of quietly staring off into space, leaning against the wall. Oh, perfect. Oh. Uh, I was I was looking for you. <laughs> yeah, I was wanting to talk to you as well. Let's um go somewhere we're not gonna Yes. Wake them up. Yes. 
and I think Leiden will try and duck out to a side room or if there's a, a nook they can just kind of quietly chat. The dining room is closed on one side and has a pair of flapping double doors on the other that lead into the kitchen. It's the best you're going to do here. Mm-hmm. But it's on a lower floor than the rest of the bedrooms, guest rooms, study, and the places that have been converted. I don't have a good feeling about this, what we're going to be getting ourselves into. No, not at all. Um, are, are you... Um, Leiden's going to activate her eyes of the grave and kind of try to like, look Ivy over. Mm-hmm. That's just her... The thing that lets her... <clears throat> She's holding steadier than she was, but it's still creeping. The contagion is spreading. It's rooted deep. Mm-hmm. You don't think anything short of uh, a wish spell would be able to purify this. Mm. A bit beyond what you can do. We're supposed to be here to stop... The Black Plague. Black Star Plague. Mm. I've unfortunately come back with a souvenir from the future. And we could not have done all of this for it to spread again because of me. So... What I'm saying is, I think, I think I'm going to be facing, fighting my mother. I have a funny feeling you might be having a similar notion, and if not, I don't think I'm coming back from this. And you're a cleric, and if you do survive this, um, I want you to make sure Dirk is taken care of. I'll do what I can, but I don't. I don't know if I'll still be here either. I mean, I was, from my understanding, only brought in to fix the balance. I don't... Well... Yes, I was... I was thinking you were thinking that. I was... I mean... You want to take on her, too, don't you? Well, we got it, too... Whatever it takes, right? To Yes. So that everyone else can you know yes. live their lives out. Mm-hmm. Um Well you have proven to be 
quite skilled. <gasps> you're, not so, you're not so bad yourself. <clears throat> I think we should have some sort of game plan going into this. I mean... One, we're both willing to do what's necessary. Yeah. So, well, I mean, if it comes to that, then whatever, just whatever it takes, right? Yes. Okay. Okay. Um. Uh, you're a cleric of the orphan, right? Hmm. Um. So... I do believe you asked me that truth or dare question eons ago on the train. Oh, God, you so remember that. Never have I ever, was it? <clears throat> yeah. Um, when was... I died, I, I did see the orphan. Um, and he told me it wasn't my time. And I feel like this has been my purpose. And I just... I want to say that I've never been much of a holy religious person myself, being an experiment. But I... Could you say... A prayer for us going into this of some sort. I always do. I f- I'm glad I met you, though. I think. I think. You're exactly who you should be. So, um, yeah. Whatever um, happens. Yes. Whatever it takes. Yeah. And then. We'll have. Go get coffee after this is all done. <laughs> right? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yes, coffee. <laughs> yeah. Thank you, Leiden. I've... I've been so lucky to have met you as well. <laughs> you are... I think arguably I've been the rock of this group. You have been a support, and I am thankful that I've been able to find love in my friends as well. It, it, it You're getting us. getting a little sappy. Yes. Um, um, yes. And Ivy will, like, wipe away a couple tears that have started off forming on her. 
um, if something happens to you, I'll, I'll, I'll do what has to be done. But, what? Yeah, whatever. Whatever it takes. Whatever it takes. Um, and Leiden's gonna stand up rather abruptly, um, mm-hmm. and go back to her room. Okay. Yeah, Ivy probably does that too, and then probably, like, snuggles into Dirk a little, like, a little harder when she gets into bed, and just is just like, ha, ah, this is my last night, cool. <laughs> Fair. All right. But now, back at the present. Locking eyes with each other across the platform where Talfrin died. What do you think? What do you say? Or is there just silence? There's silence for the most part, but Leiden looks meaningfully at Ivy and down at where Talfrin was and kind of very, very quietly will mumble... wasn't part of the plan. And we'll just head over to the door. Over to Claudette. Claudette, what are you very, uh, are you and Very doing? Um, Well, Claudette basically had come back in to space just as Talfrin did this. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think she was very shocked and upset for a moment, but then kind of tried to pull it together and come over and like help the others and that sort of thing and just kind of feel <sighs> All right. What do we need to do? We can't waste the opportunity Talfrin's given us. You can come with me, Emrixia says. I received a summons from... (laughs) a king. You need to reach the capital. Yeah, we do. Yeah. We're going to try and prevent this. I can take you through. The wild is the simplest way. And I guess it's would be a bit more um, unexpected than just coming in down the main street. If you would like, come with me, and I will guide you there. We'd appreciate whatever aid you can offer. Yes. Varian's gonna hop down from the control call, the control panel that she's just been chilling at, and just head head on down. There are many debts that must be repaid today.
be not long. She says that and then turns and walks back into the wild on the other side of that shimmering gate. The one that the Amrisians use to bring their grim sacrifices through. Even now, parts of it are stained with blood and ichor from the creatures the creatures that were brought to feed the machine. Do you all follow? Yeah. Head held high, she'll lead and we'll walk through. Okay. All right. And with a glimmer, each of you will step through into the Feywild. The sensation of stepping across the boundary is like nothing that you've ever experienced before. It shimmers. It shivers. All of the flesh on your hands feels like you have dipped through into uh, into wading water. And then you find yourselves standing in the middle of verdant, lush green. All around you, the sounds of laughter and laughter and animals and wind hangs about you. The scent of springtime and summer air and and fall rain all bubbles up around you. Behind you, the gateway shimmers, shudders. One final time. And then vanishes, revealing just another stretch of long green expanse. As you take a step, purple flowers will explode under your feet, creating a carpet to guide you. I don't think the journey will take long, Imrixia says. Good, the sooner we get this over with, this. Come. Time is different here. We should speed up to slow down. I know a place. And she'll take off walking to, given the glow in the sky, what you think might be the south? Do you follow? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Excellent. You walk... Yes. Hmm. Yes? Okay. <clears throat> you walk for what feels like an hour? Perhaps two. The soles of your feet don't get sore. In fact, they're quite springy as these purple flowers and occasionally uh, little motes of of ring-like um, of ring-like weeds uh, 
start to spring up underneath your feet, lifting you and propelling you forward. In the distance, you can hear the sound of laughter. Childlike. Darting between the branches of a tree. Small sprites wrapped in nothing more than a few stray bits of pilfered fabric play tag around the limbs of a tree that has seen some scarring over the years. In the distance, a waterfall crashes, exploding mist into the ground and all around it, and at the tip of that waterfall, on the rocks that jut over its cresting falls, you will see a majestic beast. Winnie, stomp its hooves and throw its mane back over an illustrious spiraling horn at the center of its head. As the waterfall crashes down, you can see that there is There's a pool floating there at the base of the waterfall. Come, refresh yourselves, she says. This is a... amazing place. It is a fraction of what it was. This portion is still scarred. You can see if you move your feet beneath the sod. Legion's gonna look around and try and... Make your perception roll. Okay. Perception. Oh dear. Um, That's gonna be a ten. Ten? Yeah. Okay. You can see that there are marks of scoring, and you'll find some bullet casings mixed with some coral on the edge of this little pond. Is anyone else looking around? Yeah, yeah. Also sure. perception? Any perception rolls? Go ahead and give it to me. Okay. Well, she said refresh ourselves, and I think Claudette's feeling a bit grimy, okay. so she's, she's going to go sit at the edge of the pool and at least wash her hands. Sounds good. Yeah, very is... Splash a bit on yeah. her face. Yeah, very is having a quick uh, clean up. No drink. 18. 18, alright. Do me a favor, uh, roll percentiles. Okay. Drink of the water. It's clean. Very well. Kind of effect does 40. It have? 40. Um, as you are like kind of milling around, you're going to see something sticking out of one of the bushes nearby. Uh, it's a candle, unlit. The wick is still nice and fresh, um, just barely charred at the tip. A single line of wax dribbled down the side of its length. Uh, it's a taper candle, about like the kind you'd stick in a candlestick, made Ooh. of bright orange wax with a yellow core to it that kind of almost pulses a little bit as you pick it up. Kind of like a giant piece of candy corn, really, is what I'm thinking. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, can she, like, does it smell like anything? She'll sniff it. It smells like a bonfire. 
Like, it smells smoky and... very... piney? Huh. It's just abandoned in the brush. You could probably pocket it. Yeah, she'll pocket that. Nice. Uh, those of you who are refreshing yourselves at the pool, washing yourselves up and things, um, are you doing? Are you drinking? Eating any of the um, of the mushrooms that are growing around the tip? Uh, they look to be fairly harmless. They're honestly quite a few of them look like they're made of treacle. Lita's gonna ask about what this is supposed to do exactly before she will drink, but she's yeah. It should refresh you. Varys is going to drink. Sounds good. Uh, around the edge, you are going to find a few other things as you just kind of are casually drinking and looking around. Uh, you are going to find... Um, uh, you are going to find a brilliantly colored uh, sunrise flower as well as uh, uh, nearby, kind of in some reeds in the water floating there, uh, is a gourd shaped like a plump little dragon. Also a number of white and gray elder cat mushrooms. And um, an orange flower. As you're kind of like washing yourself very, this flower um, kind of shifts a bit in the breeze, looks up and goes, look. Can I inside check the flower? Yeah, you totally can. The, uh, do, 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 the flower do, got a two on its persuasion roll. Um, well, I got a fourteen on my insight roll, so it wants I think you to I beat eat it. Dude. It wants you to eat it. Um, I don't think she's gonna eat it. Chicken. Did the flower just ask you to eat it? Yeah. It did actually. Uh -oh. Huh. It's quite safe. Uh -oh. Is it? it what like what what what'll happen? It's food. Very's gonna uh, if she says it's safe, Very's gonna just be like, mm, okay, and pop it in. Okay, so you're just gonna pop the the head off of it, or you gonna eat the whole thing, like pluck it out and just chop it. She's gonna pluck it out and chop it. Okay, uh, good. That's probably for the best because the head is really tart. Like it's like you're getting like the mm. full sweet tart thing as you pop the whole thing in because the stem is is like maple syrupy sweet, uh, but the the head is like sucking on like a lemon drop. You know, what, it's like a lemon drop, like one of the candies. Like you know how it's like sugar in the outside and or no, it's tart on the outside and sugar in the inside. It's like that entire um, that entire experience all rolled up into one. And as you crunch down it, you'll just hear, oh, yeah. As you swallow it. Oh, okay. Alita's gonna drink some water. Uh, I will also be drinking water. It tastes... I'm not gonna say it tastes like Baja Blast, but... Um, <laughs> God, what Feywild thing is there here? Um, it tastes right. Baja Blast. I said Baja cream Blast. Cream soda. I said cream soda. Which, which version of cream soda? We watched a video on that recently. There, there are many different cream sodas. The Canadian uh, one. The bright pink. Bright pink one? Sweetie okay. one. Um, as you are doing that so anybody who refreshes themselves at this pool can go ahead and count as having a full rest nice. oh, thank nice. you oh beautiful you're gonna need it yeah uh, oh. 
seeing that nothing happened to Vary eating the flower, Claudette's gonna like pick one of those mushrooms that looks like treacle and sniff it. Okay, that sounds good. Uh, it, and it's... if it smells sweet, she's gonna try and eat it. All right, uh, that is going to. Um, as Spirit you, of experimentation. As you pluck it up, it is going to uh, shed light like a lantern in your hand. Oh. That's cool. Uh, and uh, if you taste it, it tastes like spicy honey. Ooh. Leiden, this tastes really good. You should try one. It, it's kind of, it's a little it's a little bright, but um it's kind of spicy. Okay. Leiden will try it. It tastes good. Spicy. Oh. Huh. Uh, Is everything edible here in the Feywild? Technically. Technically, yes. I don't think that's the good answer. The plants of this pond are very edible and are fine with it. I would watch where you make waste when you return to the normal world after eating the flowers, though. Why is that? That is how they propagate. Oh, so we can get invasive fl- Feywild fe- fe- flowers. Are they as magical in our plane as the Feywild? Mm. Everything invades your realm eventually. Fair enough. Is that not why you are here? And while this uh, this disturbing conversation is happening, uh, Leiden, you are going to feel something strange. Is your are you in the water fully? Nope, she was sitting at the edge. Something is going to bump into your hip with a decent amount of velocity. Mm. Glancing down, it's a small ringed round ball about the size of a softball. She'll pick it up. It looked like it rolled from over by the tree near you. This tall, sweeping willow, it's its willowy branches coming down in a canvas, not unlike, say, like a beaded curtain, obscuring anything behind it. All you will see is a, just the vague outline of someone standing behind it. The reeds that are reaching up from the water nearby are covering up any trace of well, of boot or anything like that. But you'll see that there's a figure on the other side. Seems like they rolled that at you. One one sec. Um, Leet's gonna pick the ball up and she's gonna walk over. And she'll push aside the um, the the curtain of of Willow. Talfrin is standing there. She's gonna drop the ball. Sounds good. <laughs> the ball will roll and bump into your feet, Talfrin. Well, that's no way to pass it back to me, is it? Uh, how? What? I was given another chance. One more day. Let's finish this, Leiden. She's gonna take a step forward and, like, poke Talfrin's shoulder. Your finger's gonna go about half an inch in. It feels like poking particularly dense fog. Is that how you greet all your friends you see again? When they come back from... You didn't even leave a body. 
poke. No, that would have been particularly gruesome. Oh, okay. You can you can it stop did. that. Make me a religion uh, roll, Leiden. So how loud is Leiden being? I think I think <laughs> I, I think loud enough that you'll all assemble after like, this There was roll. probably like a, a bit of a shriek too. I'm not going to do it right now, but uh, that's a 15 for religion. You don't think that he brought back the body either? <laughs> He is slightly incorporeal and actually is faded around the edges. Eyes of the grave. I want to look at this dead person. (laughs) Yeah, he's undead. You were like 99%, like, not even a white. You think that he's a ghost. Uh, Claudette will look up at Lead and shriek, and then shriek Talfern's name herself. (laughs) What? Am I... Leiden's gonna attempt to hug Telfrin? Testing this corporealness. Like, not like. You can. The Pope, he, has resist- like he has resistance to hugs, but not immunity. Okay, so, so there's like a <laughs> bit of a, like, a tackles them, hug. They'll go right through. Yeah, or you'll get stuck yeah, in an I awkward so. position. <laughs> like, half, half floated through him, like, planking in the middle of Telfrin. Yeah. <laughs> Glitching uh, in. You, you're one day, right? You said one whole day. <laughs> Tell. Is that buddy? You've been taking care of them. <gasps> yeah, they. Okay. What the I haven't fuck? Been gone that long. <laughs> I shouldn't have eaten the thing that was shaped like a dragon. I'm seeing, I'm seeing, I'm seeing, I'm seeing things. <laughs> You're not. I didn't eat the thing that looks like a dragon. I'm also seeing Tal. I think this he's, is. What if he's I just... a he's a ghost? <laughs> I mean, that's kind of what occurs when you die, isn't it? <laughs> or can this is amazing. I have your sword. I. Oh, thanks, buddy. What did you do with it? It's um, I got it right here. I got it right here, and he'll reach over and hand it over toward you. Telfin will try to take it. Uh, It is. Well, I guess technically it wouldn't be attuned to you after you died. You could reattune to it as a ghost. Okay. (laughs) Uh, yeah, long rest. Yeah, all right. Give me short rest, technically. Come and come and have some mushrooms. You can't eat them, but you can you can admire them at least. Ah, very nice. Very nice. If we smoke this, if we smoke the mushrooms and blow the vapor at you, can you get the same benefits? Ah, the essence of a mushroom. (laughs) I can't believe this. Holy. So your sacrifice, Telfrin. What? What about it? Did you... Your people have magic again? That was... That was the hope. That was... My plan. But I'm not... Did that work? I'm not sure if it even worked. I died too quick. Well, I'm not sure. I think we left too quickly to really know for sure. Uh, Claudette has her book out. (laughs) It looked like it worked. 
Alfred's going to look at Claudette at that point. He's thoroughly no. sketching and making notes <laughs> at this point. Leda's just standing there, like, with this He's gonna stunned, pose. brilliant smile, just like... Excellent. Thank you, thank you. This is amazing. For science, right? Oh, yes, of course. Um, so how did this happen? Well, I died. Played a mm-hmm. little game of catch with uh, the orphan. And he allowed me to come back for one day. I see. What did he look like? Oh, just did he like present a specific his... aspect? or just, just like those statues. Okay, okay. Claudette takes right. copious notes. <laughs> Ivy's gonna just, have... like, reach over and pinch Jerk just to be like, you're not dreaming. Ow! Ow! <laughs> He'll pinch you Wait back. Okay. Shall we stop blubbering where, and continue on? Where you say ow. Oh, sorry. Ow. <laughs> At this point, Barry's gonna wander over. Where have you been? There you are. Tell uh, us a ghost! What? Next time, convince somebody else to kill you. I would say sorry, but you're the only person that was available. I am. I am sorry, Barry. I should have told you beforehand, but you wouldn't have pulled the trigger at that point. So. No, I wouldn't have. It's good to see you again. I'm glad you're less dead than you were a little bit ago. Slightly. Thank you. It's good to see I'm you, too. still mad at you, though. That's okay. You can be mad at me. I can take it. But, like, in a friend way. Fair enough. And she's gonna cross her arms and storm away. (laughs) (laughs) Oh. Sorry, go ahead. (laughs) Olivia just, like, watches Vary go and goes, so... We've got the god of death on our side. <laughs> Let's go kill a god. I bested him. Is game ball. <laughs> game of catch. Wait, were we killing a god? I thought we were killing my cousin. Oh, him too. My mother. Or at least thwart a god. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> yes, yes. <clears throat> you know, um... <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, if Talfren has a day and he's dead, he can't die again. So we really have, like, a bonus, Talfren. Well, I mean, you can ba- banish ghosts, though. Fair. So well, they probably aren't expecting him. Probably not. Probably not. You, you can... I wonder if you can walk through walls. Can you I still can lift your sword? Oh, uh, yeah, I'm doing it quite well here. Oh, all right. But I don't know if I can walk through walls. Uh, I can try. Let's try. You can walk, try to walk through the tree. Yeah, I will try to walk through the tree. All right. Do you stop in the, while you're walking through the tree? Uh, no, he's just going to run right into it because he doesn't think he's going to get hurt even if he smucks right into it. Okay, you're going <laughs> to fall right through it. Like, is you're going to go Perfect. in one end out the other. Um, you have Does not the quite sword a- get stuck? He is not quite attuned to the sword entirely, so instead it's going to go fuck, kind of ding, 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 and clang to the ground. Well, I can walk through walls. <laughs> I suppose. He'll go around the tree and grab a sword. 
By the way, just out of character real quick, I have blue shifted you so you're a little more force ghost now for the stream. Oh, perfect. So, <laughs> a little less gray, a little more just, you're obviously dead. <laughs> so Excellent. So much so that I went out of focus. Oh, man. It's good to see you, Telfrin. It's good to see you, too. Yeah, it's good to see you. It's good to see you, too. You're an asshole. You say that, but... You keep this up, you're not gonna have nobody. I ain't got nobody right now. That was the joke, dummy. I know. That was a good joke, Dirk. I thought it was okay. Take as long as you need, you hear from across the way. Who wants to go murder at a pile of really awful people? That's what I'm here for. Let's go. Let's go crash a wedding. Or whatever the plan was. And... Yeah, that, yeah. yeah I think that is the base plan, isn't it? Yeah. Crash a wedding. Do you want to go straight there? Is there anything else here that we could benefit from before we go back? I mean, can you open a gate anywhere, or...? There's a place across here that potentially can. I know one person who can, though. Who can... I could drop you outside of the city, but if you wanted to get inside, the fastest way would be to talk to him. Do we want to do that? It might be worth it to be able to get inside. Who's him? The storyteller. Who is the storyteller? He is who he is. Fair enough. I mean, I think it's cool. probably a better option to be able to get in inside the city. Mm-hmm. Then follow me. <clears throat> she walks off, leading you through the myriad, I'm using that word a lot tonight, sorry, um, through the, the swirling madness of the Feywild. Uh, as you go, what I would like is uh, everybody just roll me percentiles. See if anything is going on right now. And because um, I'm going to put my Wild to the Witch, Wild Beyond the Witchlight book to the test, I think, and just use a bunch of stuff. Oh, I love the Feywild so much. The Feywild book the is Feywild's so good. Great. It really is. All right, 97. 97. Uh, you are going to see um, that there is like a life size chessboard on a hill in the distance uh, where a number of hair people are battling uh, slowly but carefully against a bunch of turtles. And let me see who has the upper hand. So, ooh, that's pretty good. They are evenly matched. Holy crap. Uh, it's, you'll hear one of the, uh, one of the rabbits be like, there's no way that you're going to be able to beat us. I've got Longscarf at Queen 3. Well, that's okay. I have Giandelli at Queen's Knight 4. 
You're hooped, bucko. <laughs> Good day. Yeah, hi. They're just going to kind of wave down at you. Um, who, who was the one who made the roll? It was... Uh, Even waves back. Me. Sounds good. Um, and that was... A, what'd you roll? It was a 97. 97. Yeah. Um, as you do, um, you are going to stub your toe on something very sharp. As you are crushing through some reeds that are kind of just humming as they flow back and forth. Um, they're releasing this sickly sweet smell that is a mix of pastry and hot dog. They're like these big, big reeds with like these these caps at the end. Honestly, huh. they smell just like corn dogs. So strange. Um, she's going to look and see what she stubbed her toe on. Uh, you actually feel like it's a sharp pain, and you'll notice oh. that your boot has a hole in it as a small glass needle punched its way into your boot. Oh. Uh, is it still stuck in? Can I pull it out? You do. As you reach out and pull it out, it is a glass slipper. Pardon me. Well, a glass stiletto, I should say. Uh. uh it is the left foot. That You've seen no other shoes around here, but it is this it is this perfect it's like a three inch pump, basically. Made of solid glass crystal. Uh she's gonna hold it up and ask, did someone lose a shoe? No, but if you have the other that will go really good with your silver dress. Uh it's just you can get another the one. Impractical. Yeah, that's what I, mean, I was thinking. probably make it. Nice, though. Uh, it, it is very, very nice. Like, it's an exquisite I'm sure it design. has charms on it to make it comfortable. I guess tuck it into a bag just in case, and we'll carry you can see on. The shoe fits. Eh, maybe later. Okay. Talfrin, as you are walking by as well, you're just kind of idly playing around with some of your newfound weirdness. And yeah. there's a rock in the middle of this dirt path you find yourself on. Giving it a quick kick, um, you'll find that it banks off another rock, and then instead of hitting the ground, just kind of floats in midair. Oh, I'm gonna it, pick it up. You you have to focus on it to do it, but yeah, you can do it. You pick it up, and it's still floating slightly. Hmm. We're one and the same, you and I, rock. It is small enough to fit in your hand and, like, be hidden Perfect. by it. Nice. I'm going to keep the rock with me for good yeah. luck. You have floaty rock. Oh, floaty rock. I'm going to add that to my sheet. Oh, friend has a pet rock. Great. <gasps> he, he's got somebody. He's got his pet rock. Oh. <laughs> Take it to the orphan with you when you go. Bring him a I little will. pet. I will. A little pet. So, as you are approaching... Uh, walking around a bend behind Imrixia, uh, you are going to see um, very that there are a number of a number of posts along many of the trees, like different like sheets of paper, wanted posters, uh, and things like that. There's one that says "Wanted Will of the uh, Will of the Feywild." Uh, there's one that is saying "Wanted Sir Talavar." Uh, there's another one saying "Wanted." Um, uh, tall Leonin and 
and Kitsadria duo for crimes committed against a hag. Uh, and then you're going to notice that one of them, like there's all these nails that are kind of freaking out of them. Uh, and then one of them is just tall enough. Basically, you'll just be seeing like the posts, um, like the remnants of where these had been attacked in. And one of them has been ripped away and is uh, just kind of like just a little tuft of paper clinging around a nail. Except as you glance up, you're realizing now that the nails that are nailed into these trees are not tack nails. They are literal iron fingernails. And one of them is uh, exactly at your eye height that you can reach. Oh, I'm going to try to... Yeah, and give me give me a strength to... check. You can use strength yeah, sleight of hand. Up. Ooh, I think sleight of hand is better. No, no, strength sleight of hand. Oh, oh okay. Oh, okay. Do, 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 do. Coming up. Oh, that's not too bad, actually. Uh, that's going to be a 21. Yep, you can go wee-kee, 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 and pull it out. Uh, it kind of makes a sucking noise as the tree, um, as it ejects from the tree. And you'll actually see the tree kind of slump a little, going, oh, thank you. That was uncomfortable. You're welcome. Um, but yeah, you have a uh, you have a three-inch long, probably a two-inch long iron fingernail. Cool. Uh, yes, this can be replaced on one of your own with some glue. Uh, yeah, I was gonna say, like, can I, can I have iron nails? I mean, if you take a few minutes to pick all the other ones out of the tree, sure. Yeah, I want iron nails. Okay. Uh, so while you are are doing that, uh, Ivy, you'll be walking nearby as uh, Very is trying to crawl, climb up the tree, and like pluck as many of them out as she can. Uh, what one the that... hell, Very? Look, they're iron fingernails. That is so disturbing. But and it's so cool. As you say that, you'll see that uh, behind one of the wanted posters is a small, like, not quite a postcard sized, but like, like a two inch by two inch, like, like almost like a trading card sticking out from behind one of these posters at your eye level, Ivy. Cluck. Uh, it's fairly... Well, you don't think it was originally meant to be square. Part of it is ripped off. And you will see that it is a a tasteful boudoir photograph of a, of a young... You think it's a half-elf? Um, the hair is kind of cascading over and, and covering. Uh, long, sensual kind of white blonde hair. Um, rather athletic build. Uh, very tapered waist from what you can see. The way that the, the different flowing um, bits of... Um, honestly, like nature-themed. It's ki- It looks like, honestly, like a boudoir calendar shot. For like... Um, if you if you looked at this, this looks like like a Rangers of Elos, like like sexy calendar, and uh, this 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 woman is quite attractive. Uh, flipping it over, you can't really see any anything except the last name is barely visible. Part of it, a twing. You're missing quite a bit of the last name and, and the entire first name. Huh. Interesting. Does it does it look quite old, the card? Uh not particularly. Like it's it's the Feywild. 
It's true, it's the Feywild. Darn you for that quest. Darn you! My timeline question fucked. I thought I could sneak it. I could sneak it by the DM. What? It's Zeno's grandma. <laughs> <laughs> huh. And uh, Christine, did you roll anything? Yes, I got four. Four? Yep. What the fuck? Um, in the in the tree that they're all plucking this out. So very after a portion, you're going to get all five nails. And once you get some solvent, you can or not some solvent. Once you get some adhesive, you can apply them to your to your hand. Yes. Your hand will do a D4 scratching damage then. Oh, that's bad. Um, plus your strength or dex. It doesn't really matter to me. I'm uh, sure that I probably have something sticking out of a knot in the tree that you're passing right now. Um. Claudette, you're going to find a painted wooden key. It has... It's painted... Oh, pardon me, to look like a crocodile. So that the uh, the hole of the key that you would turn is the eyeball, and the length of the key stretches out into its nose. There's even a little nub at the tip where its, um, where its nostrils are. Oh, that's clever. And as you pick it up, the eye is going to roll back and look at you. Oh, hello. Hi. What are you for? I like doors. It doesn't have oh, a lower cool. jaw, so it can't really speak well. Um, I like doors. Oh. Wanna say a cool trick? Sure. <gasps> and as it says, you'll hear... And its teeth are going to start going up and down, up and down, up and down, up and down, all along the length of the key as if you were, like, watching a piano player. And then the teeth of the key come down in a random assortment. Oh. I hope that's useful. I can only do it once a day. Oh, that is really cool. I'll have to try you out on some doors. Yes, please. Okay. Should put them in a pouch. (laughs) My name's Key. Nice to meet you, Key. I'm Claudette. You can call me Keegan. Keegan? Okay. Ah, so you have Keegan the key. Awesome. If someone if someone had rolled the orange, you would have found peel the peel. <laughs> Kelly. Sorry. Yes. Um, would Tinker's tools have um, some super glue? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. You can do that. Yeah, she's gonna do that. It's, but as it's we great. discussed before a game, personal grooming might be difficult with the, these. That's fair. Certain types of personal grooming. She's adaptable. It's true. Okay. And uh, as you are walking on the other side of the tree, uh, down the hill you are going to see a small clearing. In the center of the clearing, a large fairy ring of mushrooms, uh, each larger than the last, forming a circle of chairs. Well, chair-sized mushrooms, toadstools that, um, that, uh, yes, the chat just pointed out it is only one hand, so I guess you could use the other hand, that's fair. Yeah, she, her left hand. Until I chop your hand off, then you've only got the one. <laughs> Accurate. Yeah, now I have a reason for that. Down the hill, you are going to see that on top of a series of, of toadstools, in the, at the head of a circle of them, sits, uh, Mm-hmm. Sits an average-sized man. 
he, um, a bit scruffy, if anything. His hair needs a trim, and his, uh, beard is just barely kind of, uh, coming to the point where it can be called that. Sitting with a brown robe wrapped around him, flipping through an old, worn book, roughly the size of some of the largest books that any of you have ever seen. It's like a book sized for sized for fur bogs or sized for uh, slightly larger creatures for certain. Curled up on his lap is a... Well, it looks like a slightly furry pseudo-dragon. Long, black-purple scales mottled with bits of... Uh, bits of fur poking out between them, kind of like how uh, certain Arctic creatures will have both furs, uh, both fur and scale. There he is. Um, well, hello there. Hello. How can I help you? Are you here for a story? Where? Oh. Not quite. Claudette looks kind of torn. <laughs> we don't have a lot of time for stories, but... We were That's told true. you we might be assistance. able to get us into the capital of... Emery's. Emery's. In Elos. Hmm. One moment. He'll Maybe reach. we're gonna make a story <clears throat> we're hoping it'll be a heroic story where we overthrow the evil or potential evil beyond the ones you've already buried. had I see sorry well since you left and he'll start flipping through his book trailing a finger with incredible speed across the pages like he's speed reading Did already do it let's see you I don't know Thank you where are so you far. in this uh, of course, I'm right here. That makes sense. Yes. Yes. <sighs> I'm not sure where you're headed, though. Uh, hmm. Well, I mean, we're not quite sure ourselves, besides the capital, to try and stop my cousin. And there are many places that you could go, though. You could be very easy to make it through. Would it be more poetic to send you to the room with the door? I... Or perhaps your brother's cell? I mean, as long as we were maybe outside the cell. Though I suppose we could probably pick it from the inside. I could, I could pick it from the inside. It would be more interesting or... if you could pick it from the inside. I'm wondering what poetic license would actually be best here. Of course, taking you directly oh. to the st <clears throat> Stone of Araya would probably be the fastest, most lethal, and least climactic for the audience. I think I have an appointment to meet a king. Oh, we, um... We no, no, he's tied up at the moment. Well, not, not literally tied up. I was honestly debating for quite a while whether or not to involve the Arduce. 
But I think he's showing up later. I wouldn't worry about it. Okay. I'm very confused. Uh, You're talking like your writing? I just transcribe. I I write. 24 hours. You have until the next dawn, whenever that dawn may rise. Oh, there you go. I have, I have. Perfect. Well, you then you then you know then you know I have a time limit, but. Hmm. Can I make a religion rule to try and figure out if I know anything about this person Absolutely. or any sort of rule? Yeah, you may. You may. Cool. You may. I religion will... is is right. Religion is right. It will be a okay. very difficult roll, but. Well, I don't think I did it because I rolled a two. Okay. I was wondering if I could make an int arcana check on him. Mm, you can make a religion roll. Religion. More about deities, rites, and prayers. Yes, I get advantage on this. (laughs) Okay. Okay, okay, okay. Religion, religion. That's gonna be a dirty twenty. A dirty twenty. Um, you think that he's probably related to the god of knowledge in some way, potentially a cleric. Okay. Although, if uh, if he was the god of knowledge, Thias, he'd be carrying two books instead of just one big ass one. Is it maybe two books combined? Like, maybe they click together? To form Voltron. Or Booktron. <laughs> Booktron! Of course. You have to go there, and you would make it there anyway, so I'm not actually helping you. I'm just expediting the narrative. I'm willing to help you. Well, thank you. Leiden's gonna look around at the others and just this expression of being completely lost. Yeah, Ivy kind of understands that it might be a cleric of something, but she's still completely lost about this whole story thing and talking about our adventure as a story. Are any of you thirsty? Or hungry? I'm always hungry. I could always use a coffee. Tell you what. That sounds fair. After the day we've had, I think we deserve a coffee. I think you'll want to be caffeinated for what's coming. And as, um, if Imrixia's offering to let me help you, I'm happy to. But first, I'd like to tell you a few stories. Please do. We'll get Mm. some coffee. I'll start telling you some stories right after a quick break. What do you say? Sure. That sounds lovely. Sounds fair. Good. Then kick up your heels shouldn't take more than a few minutes. And folks, we'll be right back after this quick break. <laughs> sitting around the circle of, sto- of toadstools, you find yourself sitting there with this storyteller. Floating cups of coffee in various mugs, some of them hand-tossed, one of them shaped like a blue dragon, another shaped uh, vaguely with the crest of a faraway kingdom imprinted on it. Another one shaped like a hand clutching spiked brass knuckles floats in front of Claudette. Another one, uh, a ghost mug, floats in front of Talfrin with the ghost of dead coffee inside of it. Ah. And the ghost of two greens, two sugars. 
Perfect. <laughs> um, in front of Varys is a, uh, a rather diner-looking mug with a we-can-do-it that has a picture of a halfling man who's just going at the camp. Sorry, pardon me. <laughs> in like a little like pump-up hat, like you know what I'm talking about, like a Mario Brothers plumber hat. Uh, and then in front of uh, in front of Ivy, uh, it is going to be one of those like ridiculously like over the top um, glass coffee mugs that has like the rigging around the side. Like it's like a it's like a test tube, but like inside of like a wooden handle with like brass fittings holding it tight. Yes, I was thinking of that. If you were gonna if you were gonna pause, I was gonna say that. So and yes. in in front of Dirk, it's gonna be like. It's going to be a tall mug. Christine, which mug are you drinking out of right now? It is not that mug. It is literally a <laughs> it, it is literally a tall mug with a bunch of corgi butts and bread loafs drawn it's on my, it. It's my It's my Claudette nice. mug. It's gold foil hearts and it says darling on it. Okay, do you want that mug or do you want the brass knuckle mug? Brass knuckle mug. Okay, yeah. It would be far more like jarring of a note with Claudette. So, a story. Every ritual is a story if you really think about it. And every story is a ritual if you think about it as well. I find personally that meaning comes to those who listen to the heart of a story and find the truth that lies inside of each and every tale. It's what makes us human. Humane. It's what makes us people. I once read a story that said that in the end we were all stories, so we might as well be good ones, or at least try to be. That always resonated with me. I'm sure at each one of your lives have been marked by moments that would work well as a story. Even little ones. For example, once upon a time, there was a young girl named Leiden. Leiden had not had a very good day at school. The lessons inside of her new home were strict. The headmistress seemed to prefer the girl that she was meant to one day serve over herself. And though Leiden had made good progress, becoming her friend, there was still a loneliness deep inside of her heart. She missed the orphanage where she had grown up for a few years prior. She missed what friends she had made there, even though many of them mocked her and teased her for her strange appearance and, well, the way she came to be at the orphanage. And so Leiden did what she was not supposed to do. She left the grounds and wandered around the city of Duchesne, alone. As dusk crept across the horizon, casting the entire city into an orange hue like the brass smelting works to the south of town. 
Leiden found herself wandering the back alleys. As he tells the story, all of you will feel yourselves pulled into the moment. And Leiden, you'll be pulled back into this memory, this fleeting moment from your past that you have barely held on to. It's familiar, dreamlike, or like remembering a dream. And it is that point where you will find yourself wandering through one of the back alleys of Duchesne. You'll find yourself down at Kikamar Row. All around you there are the sounds of people closing up shop. The public markets are done for the day. And now it's the late night vendors who are coming through to hawk any amount of strange wares and goods. Some of them are selling themselves strange mystic tattoos, markings, or exotic goods smuggled in from other nations. In the distance, you can hear one man swear that he has a potion of eternal life stolen directly from the tribal leaders of Okoka. Another shouts that he has a cure taken from the fallen kingdom of Exilar. Where are you? What are you doing on this night as you're wandering around? You're about seven years old at this point, maybe eight? I think she's looking at the ven whatever ven the vendors have out. Like she's kind of like eyeing it all and I don't know that she's going anywhere in particular. But she won't go? Says a, says a toothy-looking half-orc that looms over from behind a stand. You looking um, for fruits, vegetables for your ma? Uh, n- no. I'm just looking. You want iron? I want what? Your outfit. Uh, you, you're an acolyte. Uh, Yeah. I've got a pox right now. Got a big pimple on my bum. Can you cure it? Um, I I, I don't. I'm putting I... sal from that one. Points at the one. <laughs> I've got fresh cures all the way from the fallen kingdom of Exilar. This panacea is more than anything. Part panacea, part prophylactic, part purity in power. It can heal anything. It'll ail what heals you, and heal what ails you. I've been slathering it all over my ass this week. Done, done nothing. What's, it's a prophylaxer. Prophylaxer. I think yeah. you mean pause for laughter. That's what they always yeah. say at plays. You go to those, they say pause for laughter. Why? Why was that in a in a medicine? I don't know. Maybe you gotta wait for it. Can you heal me, ass or not? Um. Fuck off. She's gonna actually, like, try and see if she can do anything. I mean, she's an ASMR. She's got... Fair. I think she's got that... What is it? Uh, Give me a medicine roll. 
Yeah, healing hands. So he's gonna he's gonna turn around and like pull down the side of his pants, revealing like his hip bone, and just like <laughs> at the top of his rump meat, you're gonna see this rather inflamed boil about the size of a golf ball. Ew. She's gonna make a face. Yeah, you uh, medicine check. Think of my, the, the face my husband's making. Fourteen. Fourteen. Uh, honestly, it'll probably be fine. Like you just need he needs to get it lanced, um, mm. and then like just pack it with a poultice. And that should be fine. Um, alternatively, just lancing it is probably going to be fine. Just like lancing with something that is like sterilized should probably just do it as long as the bandages are clean. Uh, but you can try to heal it with with magic. Mm. She'll um, tap him on the on the hand or on the shoulder and see if she can. She right. can only do probably like one point, <laughs> but she'll be like, well. Um, if you have a, a, um, a, a needle that's, that's been cleaned, just, just, oh, yeah. just stab it. It'll, it'll be gross, though. Uh, yeah, is that right? Mm. A needle. Mm. Or something sharp, but I mean. Make me an insight roll. <laughs> Uh, do I have proficiency? Yes, you do. Okay. Um, was first level proficiency? It's like, because otherwise I'm Plus doing two. like a... Okay. Dirty 20. Okay. Um, he <laughs> goes from green to gray when you say needle. A needle. Mm. Yeah. I'm sure it'll maybe, go, away, go away on Maybe have own. your partner do it. Oh, I'm fine having my partner stick something in my bum, eh? Is that the joke? Get out of here, you! Uh, I mean, look after each other. Okay, okay. She's gonna scurry along. <laughs> he looks quite embarrassed. Like, um, you definitely get the sense that this man is deathly afraid of needles. Hmm. He's about six foot eight and built like a refrigerator. Well, you wouldn't know what that is. Built like a door, basically. And uh, he's just kind of like, you know... All right, get get out of here. Get out of here. If you're asleep or something, first, like... And she's just going to kind of mumble that as she goes. <laughs> fortunes for sale. Fortunes for sale. Buy your fortunes here. She'll Another one out. says... An old withered woman with elongated arms and a milky eye swirling around in her skull, untethered by any nerve or, well, by anything really, lolling about. A, a very stunned-looking man will leave her little half-booth at this point, and then she'll look over at you. Mm, girl, do you have any money? Uh, do I have any money? Yes, you have uh, exactly. Maybe a copper? You have, you have three coppers. I will ha hold out a hand with three coppers. Hmm. She licks her dry lips with a tongue that is too dry as well. And it's kind of a grinding paper sound as she does. That, that all you got? Mm-hmm. Everything you need to know is in the alley. What alley? She rolls her good eye toward the alley to the left. And that is the point where you will hear the sound of 
something piteous. Hmm. A low cry comes from the alley, a low moan. Pained. She'll go take a look. Make me perception roll as you make it to the alleyway. <laughs> wow. Um, <clears throat> that's going to be a 25 with a nat 20. Perfect. Uh, I'm going to pop out a game for one sec to issue a quick minor content warning for things involving animals. Uh, it will be nice in the end, uh, but you got to ride through it if you want to. Uh, so uh, if that's not something that you can deal with, because I know that's a big thing for some people, uh, come back in five minutes. Midway down the alleyway, it's a tight little a tight little place for the merchants to wheel their carts out at the end of the night. And about halfway down, you will see an old tomcat lying on the ground. It's trying to make its way out, but one of the wagons struck it earlier in that day. Its back legs do not appear to be functioning. It mules piteously. Mm-hmm. Leiden's gonna slowly and quietly approach, try to make it so that she's like at least in its line of sight, kind of. It looks up at you <clears throat> and gives you this f- most incredibly human look through its furrowed brows. Hmm. She'll crouch down, um, just like an arm's distance away. Sorry this happened to you. And it looks up at you with the biggest eyes that you think you've ever seen on an animal. And as you say that, it elicits a gentle, low purr. Mm. look at it and try and tentatively and carefully reach out towards it. Like, not to its head, but kind of like to its mm-hmm. side. Yeah, there's no... F- the fur is a bit matted with blood, but you're not seeing like any visible injury. It's, it seems to be mostly internal. Mm. Um, it is definitely the way that it is lying. There is definitely something wrong with it. Probably, It's probably spinal. Um, with your perception roll before, I'm going to include that into medicine. This cat is definitely on its way out. Mm. I'm just going to try and feel if she has any energy in her to try and assist this, but... You, you think you might? Go ahead and make me a, uh, make me a wisdom check. Hmm. That's uh, a 15. Well, you certainly try. How do you try? Um, she's going to try and pull from whatever is inside of her that gives her this ability to assist and, and heal people to try. And she's just like pulling it out of herself and trying to push it into this animal. That she's as she gently puts her hand like in the, the matted fur on its side. The cat is going to purr 
quite loudly, enough that it rumbles like a small earthquake beneath your palm. It's going to close its eyes contentedly. And as you push all of that energy that you can in, the purring will slowly drift away. Mm. It was in that moment. Leiden believed that she did no good. But years later, looking back, she would realize in that moment she did the greatest thing that she could. Comfort. To be there. Being there sometimes is more important than winning. Being by someone's side at the end means more than almost anything. But what she didn't know would not be found out for some time. And that is how much really lies inside of her. For as Leiden left to make her way back, back to the comfortable palace, to the comfortable prison that she found herself in, in Duchesne, she did not see the cat wake and rise. Although sometimes when she would walk around town, she would see stray cats that would watch her. And one that looked very familiar, but couldn't be. Though it perhaps was. This reminds me of another story of strangers meeting. Reminds me of you, my friend Ghost. Talfrin Praderi. His face battered, his nose half broken, blood seeping into a rag plugged up his right nostril, his eye swollen to the point of blindness, his other bloodshot from the three pints of Orcesian vodka coursing through his veins. He had won his fight. He was younger then. More corporeal than he would find himself in the future. <laughs> and was finding it a bit a bit hard to speak through the matted uh, the matted blood and the cloths that were plugging up one of the teeth that almost not knocked out in this fight with this massive half orc. Who now? after having bit a chunk out of Talfrin's shoulder. Was drinking with him at a bar. So anyway, I says... Yeah, as I says... I'm not lancing any boil on your ass, my love. I, I said for better or for worse, but not for gross. I mean, you wouldn't even expect that to be a question. Right? So I feel you. Ugh. Anyway, well, that's why I'm divorced. How about you? 
No, <laughs> never married in the first place. Ah, uh, yeah, you single. Don't get married, can't get divorced. I mean, I've already had a taste of you. <laughs> what more do you want? Well, I don't know. It tasted pretty good, actually. Wouldn't mind some more. <laughs> Excuse me. A voice comes over his shoulder. I... I saw you in the fighting pit. A man, more like a tall boy, stands behind Talfren at this point. His hair dark, the scruff of a beard just beginning to cling to the corners of his chin and lip. I, I was wondering if um, I could buy you a drink and talk about um, your fight with you. Uh, uh, sir. Are you talking to me? Uh, yes. Um, hi, sorry. I um, <clears throat> The waif wiped his hand on his brown breeches and thrust it forward. Um, my name's uh, Dirk. Dirk Milos. Um, nice to meet you. Can I... Um, uh, I, I, I was gonna... I, I was... You really beat the hell out of him. Uh, he did. He did. Nice to meet you, too. I don't shake hands, but we can clink drinks. Yeah, yeah, that, 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 that works for me. Um, uh, I, I was, I was actually, um, I, I was hoping maybe to, uh, um, if I buy you a couple drinks, maybe you can give me some pointers. Uh, I'm trying to toughen up a bit myself. Sure. I, uh, can't guarantee it'll help you, but I'll do my best. So, um, sure, um, uh, bartender, uh, Sal, a, uh, an aging tiefling, looks across the bar. Uh, what do you want? Um, two of whatever he's having. Okay. You sure you can, uh, <laughs> it's a little uh, strong, hey, my friend. I'm, I'm, I'm stronger than I look. Alright. It's your funeral. Yeah, maybe. Hmm. What's wrong, kid? Sal slides the drinks across the bar. You look like you've seen a ghost. Uh, no, I just... I... No offense. I'm... T t I haven't seen that many tieflings. They always kind of make me a little nervous. The horns. And that it is. Of course, a little bit of racism is going to cost you double. Uh, yes, sir. He is going to take a drink. <laughs> uh, cheers, sir. Cheers. Uh, and is going to drink and immediately, like, start hacking his lungs out. <laughs> <gasps> cool. So, rule number one. <laughs> we don't act like that with uh, Sal around here. Rule number two. We learn to handle our drinks. Yes, sir. Um. Good. Um. Uh. Okay. I guess. Um. <clears throat> questions. 
you throw punches really good. How can I throw a punch really good? Well, have you been taught the basics? What can you do? Here. Uh, There's some empty space over there. Let's go. Okay. And uh, he's going to wander over. Yeah, you guys will throw I'm a few rounds around. Yeah, so let's just see how he does. Um, his first couple attempts are not great, to be honest. Um, he's, um, he, looking at this, you're going to see that he doesn't, um, he doesn't follow through with his hits. Uh, he is much better suited to being, uh, if it was a slap fight, he'd be doing great. Okay. If it was honestly, you think if it was a knife fight, he'd probably be doing pretty good too. Um, but the yeah. whole follow through thing, like yeah. Dirk, is the kind of man who's who's slighter in build and is much more adept at like slicing tendons and veins than he is gotcha. punching someone in the face. Fights Dirk. more like a cat than was a dog. Uh, yeah, um, and you're um, Mr. Prideri, right? Tal Talfrin's fine. Don't be afraid to hit me. I just I don't want to. Don't be afraid. Don't. That's don't want, that's that's your problem. Well, I don't want to hurt you. You start, but you gotta finish. Okay. You gotta connect, or it doesn't mean anything. Now come at me. Ah, uh, he's gonna clock you with a twenty-one. <laughs> <laughs> he's gonna crank well, you across the. That's what I'm talking about. Hey, I connected. And uh, what are you going to do in that opportunity? Are you going to teach him oh, about I'm getting gonna, punched back? Yeah. <laughs> Give yeah. me a roll. I want to hear this. I will try. Oh, I got a 10 on the dice. That's Am enough. Am I adding to, anything? Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, you're going to add your proficiency and your strength. Uh, so two. Uh, that'll be a 19. Yeah, so it'd probably be like a 16 or a 17 at this level when you first yeah. met Dirk. That's enough to hit him. He's yeah. got like an AC of like 14. Uh, so you're going to crank him back. And have a little bit of a bar brawl. Rule number four. Watch the hands. Yeah. Okay, Toph. Later, you sit at the bar giving him this information <laughs> as he's got like a steak pressed against the side of his face. <laughs> sure thing, Toph. Sure thing, Toph. Yeah, that works too. Here. This will ease the pain. He'll or, he'll order uh, just two shots at something strong. <sighs> That's good advice, though. Because if you're in a fight, you gotta you gotta make it count. You gotta connect. You gotta want to win. Everybody who goes into a fight takes that chance, right? They take that risk. If you're in, like, the fights that we were in, we're going to get clocked. We're going to get knocked out. I got some teeth missing. It'll show. Huh. You got a pretty good looking, you got a good looking smile. You're lucky. Yeah, they're all in the back. That's the thing. You got to take a hit in a good way. I can show you the ropes. I can show you the ropes. Okay. All right. Just I'll keep be buying drinks and, yeah. <laughs> and we got a deal. Okay. Oh, that that one's on me, though. He'll point oh, to the shot. Oh, 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 thanks. Thanks. Er, yeah, of course. And he'll shoot it. And... Oh. Yeah, it burns, but you'll thank me in just, like, two minutes. <clears throat> Not even. Oh, uh -huh, fair. 
Oh. The pain all. It'll subside. Yeah, here, Mark. He starts drooling, spitting yeah. blood down the side of his mouth. <laughs> Sal, we got a napkin for him. Mm-hmm. You're not a yeah. problem. And uh, as they sat and drank that night, Talfrin revealed wisdom that he would <laughs> ironically not hold to himself until much later. If you go into something, you have to go in all the way. And it doesn't matter unless you make a connection. Those words would ultimately end to his demise, would lead to his demise. But in the end, the connection is what counts. For in the end, all we are are connections. Several years before that, in the short side of Duchesne, a young Veritrix soul star learned that as well. It was the eve of her graduation from primary school. Well, first school, as they call it in Emory's. The one that takes her through her teenage years before trade school. She had had her first drinks, buttered beer and lush, thick, slightly alcoholic beverages known to, to halflings that more add a little bit to your waistline than to your inebriation. Deep, thick rum melted inside of syrups, laced with creams and rich frothing from cocoa plants. Bloated and merry, she found herself on the balcony outside her father's room. Oh, hey. Very. Yeah? You all done with the party now? Your father said, wandering out onto the balcony with you, his waistcoat puffed out and wrinkled where his, where his gut, equally bloated from the thick beverages, was straining the buttons as if to send them into orbit. Yeah, I think Ooh. so. <sighs> it's a bit hot in there, isn't it? Yeah. I feel the same. It's much nicer out here. So, my little girl. Hmm. How old are you now? 12? 13? Yeah. Oh, come on. I know you're 16. You're supposed to <laughs> you're supposed to be upset about that. I know you're not daddy's little girl forever. <sighs> Tell you what, your mother's not here. How about we enjoy ourselves? Hmm? That sounds good. He thumbs his ruddy nose at you and pulls his smoking pipe out from his jacket, loading it up with a bit of, um, uh, with a bit of, uh, well, with a with a bit of uh, halfling tobacco, we'll say. Some uh, some short and stacky tobacco, um, <laughs> and we'll pass it over to you. It's a nice mellow buzz, uh, more than anything, and just kind of calms you down, uh, or I guess lifts you back up from where the the copious amounts of alcohol would kind of mellows you out, more than anything. The stars <sighs> twinkle above you, 
Inside, you can still hear the sound of the various partygoers easing up the night. So, what, uh, what's the plan? I don't know yet. I'm still trying to think of that. Hmm. But. Well, you've got applications into at least four trade schools. Mm-hmm. Your mother has been trying to push you into the Cartographer's Guild. I know that she's also been trying to push you into uh, potentially doing the uh, uh, high arithmetic. I mainly just want to build things. Mm, nothing wrong with that. I saw you tinkering around, around with uh, schematics for uh, for that big squirrel. Yeah. I think you got yeah, the tail wrong, though. A little bit. <laughs> so why do you want to build things? Mm-hmm. What's the goal? It feels nice to add something new to the world. To bring something in that oh. nobody else has thought of. Oh well, don't tell your don't tell your mother that she'll have you bringing grandkids into the house before long. Oh god, well I don't want that just yet. <sighs> you know me either. I'm glad that you're here as the driven snow and will be for the rest of your life. Something like that. And you will be even after the 14th child. <laughs> I don't want to hear about it. Oh, and you never will. You never will. Hmm. But I won't tell you about building stuff when I do. So why? What do you want to build? If you could build anything in the entire world, what would it be? Hmm. I don't even know yet. Well, you need to think of a bigger picture. Think of what you could build. You could build an automated toothpaste dispenser. Sure, you can have a coffee machine that works. Now you're thinking too far ahead. Nothing could exist. You'd need dark magic for that. Black like the coffee. Good point. Uh, let's see. You could build an automated wheel tightener. You could build a lunchbox that keeps its contents straight up even if they're fried crisps. You could build... Mm. Uh, you could build a... Oh... You could build a telescope that allows you to smell distant stars. That'd be pretty fun. Ah, a smellscope? Absolutely. <laughs> Haven't you always yeah. wondered what that one smells like, the big red one? You know, I've never actually wondered that before. Yeah, but now you can't get it out of your head. It's Sorry. true. Yeah. Well, you'll trust me, take another take another hit of this, you'll be thinking about a bunch of weird thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> See, like, I've always loved... You know, the, the night skies, stars, and telescopes. You know, and, uh, you know, of course, you to, I can build that perfectly fine. And it's nice, but I want, I, think, I want to build something that 
I want to build something that's alive. I want to build something that has a personality. Now it sounds like you're just talking about grandkids again. No, I wanted to be mechanical. Oh, oh, so you're going to make a warforged. I mean, I guess I could. Oh, I suppose you could. Well, I mean, now that they're back, it's... Yeah. You know, I was... I was not too much, uh, too much older than you when the Warforged came back. Hmm. That was weird. It seems that... Uh, uh, that was a long time ago. I had you oh. a bit late. <clears throat> yeah, that's fair. Huh. Yeah. I'm gonna start with that funny squirrel in my schematics. Uh, I know it's not a squirrel, Barry. <laughs> it's obviously a chipmunk. I'm just giving you trouble. Uh, obviously. You know, it just has very large ears for a chipmunk and can fly. So it's an elephant? <laughs> Something like that. Well, if you're seeing elephants, it's probably time to call it a night. Probably. It is getting it is actually getting fairly late. Ah, uh, you've got a big day tomorrow. Your ma's been keeping it from you, but you've got your acceptance letters downstairs. All wrapped up, Ooh. waiting for you. You know, it's a tradition in our house that on the eve after, after your graduation, it's when you make all the decisions, so in the morning, you've got a lot to think about. Ah, good to know. Well, just think. I will. You could build anything, Barry. The most important thing, I think... Build a good future. That's what I'm hoping for. Oh. You're bright enough. Mm. And you're definitely crazy enough to try. Well, I'm the soul star. Ah, the spark Where do you think I got that from? The spark of madness runs deep inside of all of us. Yeah, it does. When I was your age, I decided that I was going to build a skyship that could go into, well, into the stratosphere. Up, up, up to the stars. Can you imagine that? A starship. Mm, Think that of the would places be exciting. Aye. Now that would be an exciting thing to build. Hmm. I know. Couldn't find the labor for it, but could be fun. Could build the labor to make it. Oh, now you're thinking, what an enterprising idea. A starship. Aye. You'd have to give it a good name. It would be, uh, it'd be quite a rarity. <gasps> you could call it that, the rarity. Ah, no, it's kind of bad. This is more of a <sighs> curiosity, really. It's um, more of a curiosity. Yeah. Ah, uh, you've got plenty of time. Yeah. Love? <sighs> Very? Where are you? Mm. Oh, your mom's calling. Yeah, mm. Snuff that out, snuff that out.
Alright. It smells like pipeweed out here. What are you doing? Your mother says, Nothing. bursting out. You're missing your own party. Come. Your Aunt Beru is saying goodnight. Come on. Alright, coming. And your Uncle Baloo. Come on, come on. I'm, I'm coming, I'm coming. And she's gonna wander towards the door. Hmm. And as Veratrix disappeared back into the party to say her goodnights that night, the truth of the matter was that it didn't matter what she built. So long as it had the spark inside of her, it would be special. For that's where the true magic of creation comes from. And every step along the way is building a future. Less hopeful is a tale that came some years before inside of the Towers of Magic. The Institute. For there in the bowels and the corridors that twisted around. Well, there. There was cruelty. Young girls. No older than six, seven. Were pitted against each other. Day by day, night by night, and even when they were not, they found ways to do so. For unfortunately, when you trap those inside of a cage, who cannot find escape elsewhere, they will turn on each other. And it is there. that a young girl, known only as the sixth one, found herself in over her head. She had looked the wrong direction during mealtime. A solemn affair with a single hard-boiled egg and a stale roll, almost too brittle for her young teeth. In fact, this one proved even too much, for as she bit into it, one of her baby teeth left in it. The older girls, seven and eight years old, saw this and began to make fun of her. And when she shot back a dirty look, she knew, she knew then that she had gone too far. The sound of slapping meat of bone striking flesh, of fist rending hair. And the one who would become known as Ivy would find herself pinned to the ground. Iteration one and two, her sisters, kneeling over her, thrusting the stale loaf into her mouth, yelling down at her to chew and swallow her own teeth. Uh, Ivy, what would you have been doing in this situation? Um, she probably would have been trying to uh, wriggle her way out, trying to look for weaknesses in her sister's stance to try and leverage. 
So basically what's happening is uh, one is kind of like straddling your chest right now, kind of like mm-hmm. like grabbing you by the shoulders and kind of like constantly slamming your back into the ground to unnerve okay. you, while two is kind mm-hmm. of straddling near your face, kind of shoving this loaf of bread, like it's more of a biscuit mm-hmm. than anything, really, like a yeah. dinner roll, uh, kind of into your mouth. You're feeling like the tooth that you lost kind of like grind against your lips as this is doing so. What I'd like you to do is make me a... Uh, Make me an attack roll and add plus five to it for this stage in your development. Okay. Also, hello, Raid. We are just doing a past scene of uh, Robin's character is uh, getting bullied by her sisters as a child, so enjoy. Yay! Don't... Yay! S- 16. 16. Mm-hmm. Um, 16. Uh, you are going to see that... Um, as you are laying there, kind of pinned down your arms, um, your arms kind of underneath uh, two's knees, kind of so that she's kneeling on the crooks of your arms. Um, Mm -hmm. When she knocked you over, uh, one of the spoons that you were eating with had fallen to the ground kind of near you. Now, to say this is a spoon is to give vast discredit to all spoons that have ever existed in the history of forever. For this is the shallowest spoon you have ever seen that comes to a tapered point, very egg-shaped or almond-shaped. But that does mean that it is a small iron spear. You can reach it with that. You have one shot at this. Where are you aiming? You could aim to the back of the knees of uh, of one as she's straddling your chest, or you could st- slash up into the one who's trying to force something down your throat. I think she's probably a little bit distracted, so I think she's going to go for the target that's right in her face. So I think she's going to go for two. Okay, go ahead and make me an attack roll. Uh, you're going to do this at a plus five. Okay. Ooh, not good. That's a fence. That's going to be a nine. <laughs> nine? All right. So where would she have been aiming? Um, so if two's kind of... She would have been trying to go for, like... Probably, so like... Like, under her arm, jaw? Or, oh, arm, or okay. under her jaw. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'm probably trying to, like, get leverage. All right. So uh, she is going to see it as it comes up, and she will pin your hand against the side of her collarbone with her jaw. Come on, you little bitch. Eat up. And is going to crack your head against the ground. Um, you are going to feel your vision start to swim. Bits of uh, stars are going to start swimming around your head. I mean, you're only five or six at this point. Like, there's not much fight that you have left in you at this. At this, You need a moment to catch your bearings, uh, which strangely comes. There's a bit of a roar. And then suddenly, a flash of motion as a body hurls against one's frame, catching her against the ribs and hurling her against a nearby table. It's a flash of motion, but you come to your senses and see that V5 has ducked underneath where she was pinning you, elbowed her directly in the ribs, launching herself on top of the larger girl. She grabs for the larger one's horns, trying to grab Purchase. What do you do? Um, It seems that two is a bit caught off guard. Your hand is still pinned. So if my chest is now free, I'm going to... She would probably try and... uh, So your arms are pinned, but nothing else. Yeah, my arms are pinned, nothing else. Uh, She's going to try and... Natasha Romanoff? 
Yeah, yeah, that's what I was thinking. Okay, make, make me an attack roll. Plus five. <laughs> I was trying to explain how to do it other than Natasha. <laughs> no, you can just do you and Natasha. It's fine. Yes! That's what this channel's on. Oh, that's a, that's a, that's that a, a 22. 22? No, 22. Okay, so uh, bending yourself in half, you're young, lot, like you're incredibly flexible, like, like, prepubescent body because the little kids can turn themselves into pretzels super easy uh, is going to just like fold in half you're going to catch um, catch her right behind the neck with your legs which is um, your bare feet are going to find purchase and the best thing about this is like you she is a tiefling with curled horns a perfect place for purchase for your legs um, what do you do once you have her have her locked your feet locked into her horns what the I am fuck? going to try and pull try and just pull her forward and down and switch and like do like a roll over situation or like roll to the side maybe okay yeah probably like yeah try and roll the side and you like switch position so i'm on top of her sounds good um you are going to be able to reverse the hold and uh and uh ride her into uh ride her into the ground kind of forcing her face down in down down into it as you twist. Uh, so I'm going to assume that basically what you can do is kind of like flip and just end up kind of pinning her to the ground. Yeah. With kind of your knee on the back of her neck. Mm-hmm. Can you make me a contested athletics check? I can. Ooh, I hope you do well. <laughs> no, that's going to be a seven. I had plus four to it. Okay. I rolled a three. <laughs> <clears throat> All right. Uh, you are going to hold her for a good second, uh, and then you are your grip is going to slip a bit as you glance up and see the fight that is happening parallel to yours, uh, to you goes not well at all. Uh, from where V had her originally, uh, number one is going to stand up, catch your sister directly in the solar plexus with a knee, once, twice, three times, grunting the entire time. How dare you, fucking bitch! And the seven-year-old, or eight-year-old, one, is going to turn and grab V by the back of her short white hair and slam her face, well, almost her face, into the side of the table. The tables here are stone and metal slabs, and there is a bone breaking crunch as V's face is brought down on the corner of the table. She lets out a yowl of pain as the nerve endings inside the broken horn align. The bit of horn that once existed on that side of her face falls to the ground, snapped. What do you do? Um, and that moment, actually, um, you pause for a minute hearing the scream, and uh, so you're pinning her back. Uh, she is going to spin around underneath you and just start hitting you back and forth in the rib cage with her elbows, dislodging you. You think it's fair? You're three years older than us, and you're beating us. That's. That's weak. You're a coward for taking on someone weaker than you. No, I'm efficient. I'm stronger. I was going to try and uh, take a, a, a punch. She'll just, like, full on try and punch uh, two, 
I guess if that. All right. So yeah, two is there. Um, all right. So you can see that V's face is continuously being battered into the side of that table. So you're going after two stall. Um. Well, am I like? Uh, is she? Are we kind of out you're of about, you're about ten this? feet from each other? Okay. Yeah. She's gonna try and go to one or and try and like if she can pick up the piece of broken horn on her way and try and stab one sure. with a piece yeah, of broken you, horn. Yeah, you may, you may. Go ahead and make me an attack roll. Wait. Okay, and that is going to not be enough for that. Good to know. Um, So, plus five, you said, to add? Plus five, yeah, that'll, that'll be your attack bonus. Um, as you jump over to grab that and use that, uh, two is going to sweep her leg out underneath you, trying to trip you, and you're going to be able to le- leap over it, barely, barely, barely making the clearance. Uh, but that is, pr- I'm pretty sure that a 12 is, is still beneath your armor class, even at this level. Uh, what do you get on your attack? Uh, I got a 21. A 21? Uh, mm-hmm. All right, where are you aiming? Um, she's gonna aim... Uh, so she's aged more, like, a, a bit higher than her. She's probably gonna aim for, the like, the stomach with the horn. She's just gonna try and stab her. All right. The stab goes well. The hollow of her navel opens like, well, opens like uh, one of those sardine cans that you saw once, ripping up almost four inches along the abdomen, exposing blood and bowel. There's a tremendous scream, and it is at that point that the society's guards step in. Rushing into the scene, it is no time at all before each of you is pinned to the ground, Shocked with the electrified prods that they use. Later, when the fight is over and your wounds are not healed, you find yourselves in your isolated chambers, the little ten by five rooms that you would live in for the next fifteen years. Between each one of the rooms was a pipe system that would occasionally belch out smoky, hot air from the coal chamber system. You and V, at an earlier age, learned that it would also carry a long sound. Did you check on her? Yeah, probably at that point. She, see, afterwards, she would have, like... Um, sent, like, probably use something to, like, do you think they would have learned Morse code? Uh, you you have a code. I think sister, all sisters have a code. All siblings have a code. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She'll, she'll, like, basically take, um... But you could also just speak through it. I'm gonna say you can whisper. Okay, through the pipe. okay, we can whisper through the pipe. Okay, yeah. her her long sound. So I was thinking like a like a ringing from like a ding. But but yeah, she'll. V. What? You okay? You should have gone for the throat. was a harder target. I wasn't focused on killing them. I was focused on distracting them. 
so she'd stop bashing her head in. Thank you. You didn't have to help. I didn't do it for you. I saw an opportunity and I took it. Well, look where I got you. I... Do you think I'll grow back? No. But neither will the foot of intestine that she lost. Good for her. (laughs) Fair trade. Things were never quite the same after that for Ivy. But the two older girls gave the younger a bit more room. And slowly, surely, those in power decided that a little more sibling rivalry was needed for development. All it took was a few strategic gifts, a few strategic extra rations to instill hostility between five and six. All it took was a little love to make the hate bloom harder. So much so that years later even then Ivy would not remember the sacrifice made by that one horn tiefling of the same blood as her. Perhaps we are not all what we are made into. Perhaps there is a remnant of the iron inside of the steel. But that is a story for the future. For at last, we come to the final story. In two days... Claudette, scion of the House of Belmont, is to be shipped off to the wonder and majesty of the Mystic Academy. There, at the far reaches of the Empire, the Zetrovian Academy awaits her. However, as she prepares her bags for what will be an entire education of magic. She cannot help but wonder and worry about what lies before. And as she does so, there is a knock at the door. Claudette? 
Your mother's yes. house. I'm coming in. She okay. opens the door, seeing your things strewn about your bedroom. I thought you were supposed to be packed. Um, I'm working on it. You're working very slowly. Mm. Your bags are supposed to be transported tomorrow ahead of you. I have all night, then. This was supposed to be done yesterday. I couldn't find some things and I changed my mind. So I had to unpack it all so I could find what I was going to leave behind and repack other stuff. Your mother makes her way in, looking as put together as she always does. The perfect hair, the perfect clothing, even this late of hour. She sits on the edge of your bed. You hear the springs protest, but just barely. Your mother is very light, very, very spidery in her proportions. And as she looks at you, she furrows her fairly thick, dark brows. You know, when I was a girl, I didn't want to go away either. Are you afraid? No, of course not. I'm looking forward to magic school. You'll need to be a better liar than that if you want to survive there. The cliques can be significantly more cutthroat than what you're used to in private tutelage. Talk to me. No. Can I not just still have tutors? If you really want to, I can call upon some of the best available tutors of the land. You can spend your entire teenage years in the comfort of your bedroom, playing with Leiden on the weekend nights and weekends, and learning from the tutors during the day. I guarantee that you will become a well-respected and absolutely boring magisterium mage. Do you, mean you like want Mage to... Argo? Yes, like Mage Argo. Do you want to be exceptional? Yes. Then you have to pay for it. Hmm. What do you want to be when you are a woman, Claudette? Who do you want to be? I... I want to be the best mage. (laughs) 
I want to show you something. I want to go off doing like what father did. Oh, what father did. Exploring magical runes and learning and researching and finding new magic. Do you think you can do that with a tutor? I mean, maybe if they were exceptional. Do you know why we're sending you to Zotrovia? It's a good school? It is not a good school. It's one of the greatest schools of magic on all of Elos. Okay. Why do you deserve to go there and they do not? She gestures to your window, which overlooks a portion of the city near the falls. How many of them do you think are going to Zotrovia? Out of the hundreds of thousands of souls inside of Duchesne, how many of them are bound for that greatness? Probably not many. How many of them are going there with the backing of the Belmonts? How many of them are representing our house? I don't know all your charity work. Do you have a scholarship, Mother? Yes, we have a few, I suppose, but... Do you know why we're sending you to Zotrovia? Because you can? Yes, we can. We are fortunate enough. We have power. Fantastic power. From this house, Duchesne, all of Duchesne is under our duty. We're the shepherds of those people. It's our responsibility. We're sending you to Zotrovia for them. For when you sit in the council chamber someday with your brother and make decisions on behalf of the house, well, you'll be making those decisions for them. And they deserve the best person. Between us, I feel that you'll be making more decisions than your brother. Your choice to become a magus will keep you more tied to the people than his choice to be a soldier. And the fate that life has in store for you will make, will give you more choices and take away more as well. 
It is not easy being a woman of power. Anyone who ever says it is, is either trying to sell you something, or is lying through her teeth. For every step you take, a man has made it there in half the time, with half the energy. Loneliness is something you'll have to come to terms with. Are you, unless you're not strong enough? Question How old is Claudette at this point? Probably 16. I think she went okay. to basically she went to magic college either 16 or 17 and there was there okay. for five or six years. Okay. <clears throat> She's going to kind of stand up and start very firmly putting stuff into her her bags. Properly packing. She's got a very <laughs> determined look now. Good. I'm proud of you, you know. I think she'll spin and fling herself at her mother for a moment, though, for a hug. Oh, hello. Pat, pat. <laughs> she pats you She twice. knows full well she's violating, like, protocol here, but she's and doing then, it. Uh, but strangely, unlike normal, she'll pat you twice on the shoulder as you hug her, and then leave a hand on the back of your head. Ooh. Kind of matting your hair a bit. Claudette is going to take advantage of this. Men are foolish, and one day you're going to have to make a decision for a lot of them. Many decisions. One day, should you be unfortunate enough to find a husband, you'll end up making most of the decisions for the rest of your life. Ew. You're 16. So? If you're not looking for men yet, then perhaps you lucked out. Much easier to live life making decisions either for yourself or for or with a woman. Either of which would be perfectly acceptable. Slightly more expensive for keeping the family line alive, but doable. I have a brother. Have you seen? Isn't that his he... job? He's older, anyways. Have you seen the way he acts around women? Such a charming boy until you get a set of eyelashes flashing in front of him. Yeah. Then he turns really stupid. Reminds me of your father. The man eats shoe leather like it's an all-you-can-eat buffet. Claudette's shoulders are just going to start shaking where her face is buried against her mom's hair. 
And eventually I think she's going to give in and just start rolling on the floor laughing, or at least on the bed. And uncharacteristically, your mother will join you in laughter. The years were hard for Claudette, but rewarding. And as she learned and studied at Citrovia, she brought back great knowledge, great power. But would not know for quite some time the depth of the responsibility that her mother had truly placed in her. That would come much later. So you see, suddenly the images fade from your mind as each of you have been collectively walked through these moments of your life, like watercolors being painted in front of your mind's eye or even the air in front of you. The daze fades away from you as the charm that overtook your senses fades as you can see, the storyteller says, taking a moment to scratch the pseudo-dragon on his lap behind its ear, it makes a noise and kicks its foot out a couple of times, breathing a small curl of smoke out of its left nostril. Hmm. Hopefully. Some of that was uh, useful for you. I completely forgot about that. Put some we, things into perspective. Hmm. Well. <sighs> yeah, that's for sure. Things I hadn't thought about in a very long time. Hmm. No. Remind me, please. There were three places that you could go. Most of the... Most of the... The city is warded off from teleportation especially on a day like today, but there are three places where it is weak. <sighs> One is the room with the door. Uh, the old... the old storage conservatory. Another is the prison, and the third is... <clears throat> a small cave underneath the falls that leads into an underground network out of all of them, I feel like that's the least climactic, but the safest and slowest. I don't think we're terribly interested in safe and slow. We're all stories, right? That's what you said earlier. Yes. Let's I make did. it a good one. <clears throat> Why don't we, I would suggest we would go to the prison. Why don't we go to the prison? Yes, we should free your brother. I think we should. I, I mean, if we can go not in a cell, that would be preferable, but we can always yeah. get out if we do. Oh, we can figure it out. We're very good at improvising things. By hmm. your smarts and my brawn and everybody else's everything. Let's and you can phase through walls. I, that too. <gasps> that too. Big brains. Big. That's what I said, your smarts. <laughs> oh, I have a key that'll work. She'll hold up the crocodile key. Perfect. <laughs> Look at us go. Let's we roll. have a plan. Ivy, sorry, you were... I was just sorry. wondering, do you feel... I was wondering, do you know your... If your magic that you get when you get angry... When I get angry? Yeah. 
I don't know. I haven't gotten angry enough yet. We'll figure Aren't, it out. Isn't that, isn't your secret that you're always angry though? <laughs> My friend, if I was always angry, you'd oh, be in trouble. I'm I'm sorry, Halfling. You're you're sitting on my hat. Oh, I'm sorry. That's my story I'm, cap. She, and she she will get up. <laughs> I, I pardon me, pardon me. That's my that. It's okay. It's um. It was hidden away. It was my secret cap. And he'll <laughs> put a hat on. <laughs> so, can you get us to the prison? Of course. I was just wondering whether or not you were going to tie another story together or not. But I suppose this is, well... Oh. There were some cute little story nods in the other one. A little nod to another story in this book. I don't follow. (laughs) Characters that you've never met before would have interacted with you through certain means, but to be fair, the prison is probably the easiest. I don't much care about other people. I want to... I defer to your... Uh, judgment? Expertise? Judgment? Or the storyteller. What? Yes, if you have extra knowledge. Such is your name. Well, I wish you the best of luck. Well, thank you. Should be fun wherever we go. <clears throat> and we'll be there together. Mm-hmm. That's all we can hope for. The ground shook. The sky turned red. As the storyteller wove the passage that would open the final door. Not a literal door as all of the others that came before, but merely a conduit for travel. Stories are the most powerful travelers of all. Kazmarea would agree with this, as she rode on the back of her husband's cart. Kaz would agree with this, as they traveled in search of adventure, all of the gods would, for a story is impossible to keep caged. A story can pass where flesh cannot, and a story has the power to touch even the darkest depths. And it is a story that brought them here. Abandoning the chance to go and relinquish and pilfer the relics inside of the upstairs reliquary. The heroes of this story found themselves quickly moving through the labyrinthine passageways of the dungeon beneath the palace. The stony walls, ancient brickwork, with the occasional jutting of moonlight illuminating their pathway. As he says this, the world begins to fade away. And you find yourself standing and walking through an ancient hallway, a place that none of you have ever been, down beneath the palace. For as they moved, 
They had not realized yet, but the days had passed. And the friends they had made, and the favors they had called, had arrived in the capital before them. The coronation was in full bloom. But there was one thing left to do. You're walking down the down the hallway of the ancient barracks. The ancient dungeon, I should say, pardon me. Uh, beneath the palace. The walls are smeared with blood. The bodies of guards, royal and simply jail guards, lie strewn about the floor. One of the cells in front of you has its bars bent in at an angle so wide that you could walk through with your arms stretched out. The ground is painted with gore. Chunks of meat lie in the cracks of the walls, clinging to the mortar, as if seeking to grow. In the distance, the ground shakes from a cacophonous explosion. You hear the sound of things overhead. Dust settles down into where you are. Falling before you. As you move forward, you can hear the sound of battle outside. This is trouble. No end to trouble. Uh, one moment, and we will hop in. I just want to hit the right background sound, and I shut it off to save memory. Give me one sec. It is... Where the hell did I put it? While you're looking for that, can we just say, like, fucking bravo for that last bit there? Which one? The one with Claudette's mom? Just the whole thing. The entire entire Mm. thing that would just happen, that was wild. Yeah, that was awesome. I know women with Claudette's mom. It's really easy. I'm like, hmm. (laughs) That was so funny. Single mom. I was raised by a single mom. I know how this works. Uh... Where the hell is it? I had this background audio ready. Was it background sound effects? Which I feel like at this point, that's like fueled Claudette's determination quite firmly. And she is just striding down this hallway. <laughs> like not flinching, just stepping over dead bodies. Heads Are up. Trying to at this point, I figure she has her sword out too, because she's just like, well, shit, somebody's going to attack me and I'm going to be ready, damn it. Heads up what? Oh, just to say, heads up, chest out, think murder. Yes. Yep. <laughs> exactly. Just striding down, just murder. Yeah, basically. In the distance, you can hear the sound of battle, gunfire, screaming, and the smell of smoke. Anybody here can make me a perception roll. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll do my, I'll do my damn also best. Be stealthy. <laughs> oh, damn. Um... 23 for perception. Uh, 19 uh, for perception. Nothing. No. Five. Uh, 16 for perception. Ooh, okay. Uh, all of you are going to hear the sound of what, what can six. only be armies clashing overhead. 
You hear the sound of bowstrings snapping, arrows sailing through the air with that sharp whistle, gunfire, and then a cacophonous crash that sounds like a building collapsing in the distance. Uh, those of you who got more than a 20 will recognize that it sounds like a very large building and is coming in the direction and distance of the Imperial Science Academy. Just off the palace. Its primary tower looms over the central palace. And as it strikes the ground, you will definitely get the sense that it no longer does so. You'll also be hearing that as you are milling around, uh, parts of the stonework of the dungeon are broken away. It's almost like something tremendous has mined its way through the dungeon. Something at least... Oh, gods, the way that it went through the bars of that prison cell. Six feet at the shoulders. It's burrowed up into the guts and then up, up into one of the dining rooms of the palace. The rocks and dirt falling down with bodies smushed up against the sides. Like forgotten or discarded vegetables at the end of a toddler's night. What do you do? Um, Leiden would like to move forward as quickly and quietly as she can. I like a stealth roll from everybody. And I have a disadvantage because... Armor. Uh, um, so what, oh. when we get there, Ivy's gonna take two potions out of her her side bag, and I'm gonna take two oh. like, uh, I don't even need like sure you mutants I can take. Um, okay. thirteen okay. Uh, for stealth was, for Leiden. I was gonna say, as I'm incorporeal and I do hover a foot off the ground, I think we said you will have advantage I on all stealth rolls. Still good and at twenty. Yes. Oh, what do I get on my second one? 13, uh, 30, not 20. as good. <laughs> 21. Okay. And 18. Okay, and time for some Dirk. Dirk got a three. No, oh, Dirk, Dirk ah, what did you learn from me? Dirk, no. <laughs> uh, it's okay. Uh, Dirk is going to take a step forward, and as he's trying to fumble around, it's quite dark in here. Only the shafts of moonlight coming through some of the side passageways that have been burrowed and broken open. Uh it's all dim down here, not a single torch abound. And as he takes a step, there is going to be a oh, shit! As oh god, I think I stepped on someone's kidney. It happens. Let's just I move forward. I feel like you've been stepping on more than that. They didn't yeah. need it. Not anymore. Should lead in will hush quick quietly. Um, and we'll actually oh. quickly put a hand on Claudette's shoulder and refresh um, Death Ward. Okay, sounds good. As you do so, you are going to hear scraping overhead. We'll look up at the ceiling. Insight check? Can I investigation you can, check? You can make perception? me a perception roll specifically. <laughs> okay. Perception roll coming right up. Attempting to perceive what the hell is on the ceiling, if there's something on the ceiling. Um, 15 plus 5 is a dirty 20. The, uh, dirty 20. Yeah. The wooden struts that hold up the ceiling beneath here begin to buckle slightly as something that weighs hundreds of pounds moves on the floor above. Let's move. Whatever it is, it has long claws. Yeah, let's move. Now let's get out of here. Oh. Okay. Moving further down the tunnel, you will see that there are three cells at the end of this corridor. Two of them are just iron bars. 
They are flanking left and right of a central cell that has an iron door with only a a single sliding grate placed at foot level for meals. As you approach the side corridors, someone will stand and loom out of the darkness. It's a woman. An elf. Well, you assume the high bone structure. She is no elf from the earlobes up. Someone has cruelly taken a curved blade to them and popped the sharpened tips out, stripping them, curving them into a mockery of what the humans are. The blood is still caked and fresh. Let me out. Let me out of here. Let me out of here. It's coming back. It's coming back. It's coming back. Um. Shut Shut her up, says a gnome that pulls himself to his feet and leans against the bars. Shut her up! From the opposite uh, the, the key, the key. Will it work on these? Claudette, what do you do? Um, one sec. Sure. Also, hello, Raid. Good to see you there. Doing oh. a prison break. Um, and um, Leiden's got her the shield same and her mace. Seller. So so you're going down to the end of this. They're yelling across from each other. It looks like there are about, uh, in each cell, uh, there are four people in the gnome cell and three people, including the elf, uh, in her cell. Most of them are, are non-humans, fairly battered. Looks like they've been starved for a while. Um, Claudette is going to... Um, Ask like, what? What was through here? What was through here? Barry, do you have your lock? Do you have lock? Whatever it was, the gnome yeah, says, looking yeah. at you. Um, I'll, I'll, look, I'll get like on opening the gates. Large. Um, your crocodile key, Claudette. Ivy is once per day. Oh, per day. Yes. Whereas like, I can, I can pick as many locks as I want to. Um, what type I... of locks are these too? Uh, these are fairly uh, fairly po- like potent. They're just regular locks. Um, so they're key locks. Padlocks. Well, not padlocks. I think I can smash them. Uh, no. Nah. Okay. You could smash the bars and try to bend them. Could I smash it? You We're trying try. to be stealthy, folks. <laughs> you definitely, you could, you could smash them. Yeah. The thing might show up. You'll be fine. Yeah. Um, can, can I try uh, some quick lockpick? Yes, you can. Cool. You're going All right. To, as you start to do that, you're going to hear this from the central door. As someone taps with a fingernail on the backside of the sliding, uh, the sliding grate. I'll it's unlock this. S- you go check that. Are you unlocking the gnome or the elf first? Uh, the elf. Okay. Um, I actually realize I have thieves' tools as well. Should I, can I try the other cage that you're not trying on, Very? More the merrier. Um, <laughs> so, uh, I am proficient in that, so... Uh, oh, that's, that's going to go tap back on that middle door. Uh, 17. 17? Not quite enough. You're going to you're gonna start working on it. Uh, don't forget you have your flash of insight you could use. Oh, I do. I can add you always five forget that. to that. I always forget that. So I can add five to that. So 17 becomes, what, 23? 
22. 22. Uh, there is going to be a click, and you're, th- you're going to pop the lock. Uh, roll me a D, uh, D10, please. Okay. <laughs> click out a 1, 2 is binding, little counter-rotation on, on the lock, and I got a 4. Okay, so that would be uh, blue, green, white, black, red. Okay. Sounds good. Uh, do me a favor. Can I get everybody here to do me a big favor and roll me a d10 mm. and tell me what you get? Yeah. Do you want me to roll another one? Actually, can everybody roll me percentiles? Oh, sure. Oh, these are better. Ooh. Once more with healing. Um, 77? 85. 84. 73. Oh, so okay, so 35. pop them in our chat real quick so that I have a quick reference. And I'm worried that I rolled low. <laughs> Everyone else rolled like <laughs> 70 plus, and I rolled 35. This is hey, it could be the opposite. It could be worse. Yep. Okay, so we got a 73. Uh, 73. Okay, so there were three in that one total, and then there is a gnome in that one. Um, Okay, so 7335. Damn, really? Okay, cool. Uh, boop. Pardon me just one moment while I figure this out. Uh, boop, boop, boop. That is going to be 3585. 85 is. Oh, damn. No kidding. I don't know what the hell they're doing here. That's great. Sorry, I'm just filling out the. Uh, Filling out the dungeon, if y'all don't mind. Mm, fair enough. Gotcha, gotcha. Ah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Click out of one. Okay, so I said there two, were three. Five. I said there were a total of seven people here, right? Yes. Okay. Yeah, four and one, three <clears throat> and the other. Okay. Yeah. So, and uh, then, of course, there's the one at the end that has just tapped on the door. Okay. Okay. Um... And uh, and that will be uh... okay. Uh, as you click that open, you are going to see looming in front of you, uh, raising out of themselves out of the shadows. Um, you said you're opening the elf. Um, yeah. She looks down at you and uh, thank you, thank you. Two individuals with scaly complexions will stand out. One of them is very green. For a moment, you mistake them as a dragonborn, but as their tongue licks out and cleans its left eye, which has been actually sheared right out of its socket, it licks the wound. Good. Good. Revenge. Mm -hmm. Escape? Escape, yes. Mate. Mate is there. Open cage now. It looks over. The lizard folk looms over you and points into the cage where another lizard folk, slightly larger than it, looms forward in the cage. Yes. Open cage. Cage is not preferred. And is that uh, the, the one that Ivy's working on? That's the one that Ivy is working on. Uh, okay. Also standing uh, is... Uh, do me a favor. Uh... Pick mm-hmm. a number between one and three. Two. Of course you would. Okay. 
I mean, you gave me three options. I gave you three options. Um, the other one inside of the cell that you opened is a fairly wiry red dragonborn. Dressed in hanging robes of someone who might be an acolyte. They loom toward you and... Do you have anything to eat? Mm. No, I don't, unfortunately. Thank you. Thank you for freeing me. For freeing all of You're us. You're welcome. We're, we're gonna try. May the Great Worm smile down upon you and bring you victory. <laughs> Do I know who the Great Worm is, Kelly? I mean, the Great Worm is just a generalized figure that most Draconics worship. Oh, okay. Leaving but, like, the, the, the name isn't, like, commonly known? Uh, you can make me a, um, you can make me a religion roll if you want. I will, just because I want to sure. see if Varian knows weird that how <laughs> this super weird piece of information. Um, uh, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, 20, 23. Okay. Uh, the, the great worm, uh, the last great worm, uh, was a red dragon known as Garleon. Garleon. <laughs> Uh, who was uh, a central figure uh, of a period of time known as the Rage of Dragons. Uh, happened quite some time ago, actually, and was uh, an incredibly pivotal event, uh, almost second to the Sundering. Actually, pardon me, definitely second to the Sundering. The Sundering was far worse um, and came only a year or two after the war. Maybe less. <laughs> yes, absolutely. He will Leiden? smile down upon you. Go with Garion. Oh, so Please take not his name in vain. I don't take anything in vain. Leiden, what are you doing? Um, Leiden would like to activate her eyes of the grave to see if any of these are undead or infected. Sounds good. Uh, you see none of them are at the moment, for sure. Um, Ivy, okay. make me your picklock roll. Um, but then Lean's going to turn back towards the looking around and basically just standing guard. That is the 20 of the most natural order. Oh, perfect. So you are going to quickly, uh, you needed a 20 to open it, so that's perfect. You're going to click the lock uh, and quickly open it as the very full cage will open. The gnome will step forward. Thank you. My name's Norm. I greatly appreciate this. Should you ever make it to Bally Hut, definitely check out my, my cousin's bar. Free drinks on me. Is there only one bar? There's only one good one. Uh, it's called okay. the It's called Gnome Place. Like home, it's a, it's a, it's fine. It's a joke. It's, it's, I guess I. We're trying to save the city, so uh, yes, I, my mind's a bit. It's not there for catching humor right now. The three others in the cell immediately will jerk up. One of them, a badly wounded, the badly wounded lizard folk that was leaning against the cage, will go and put its hand on its mate's shoulder. They'll pause for a moment to inspect each other, making sure that neither of them is too weak to go on, and then, uh, therefore in desperate need of being eaten by the other, will nod 
and go looking for some type of weaponry. Standing delicately, a female centaur rises at the back, very badly beaten, with lash marks exposed along her flanks, some deep enough that you worry that bone may protrude. And then finally, at the very back, a huge figure rears up, an immense appendage hanging down from its face. For in the darkest for a moment, you might mistake it for something else as it looms over. Uh, But then this figure rises up nearly nine feet tall with billowing ears, dressed in old, patchy soldier's clothing from one of the Northlands, uh, from near where uh, you think probably Okoka, actually, the Savannah Lands of the North. Let's see. He leans over. I say, thank you very much. Have you seen my hat? It's a big safari hat. I was here on expedition when they caught me. I don't believe so. Well, fear not, tiefling. He reaches up and starts running a finger along this long, sharpened length of ivory protruding from his lower jaw. As he steps into a little bit of the moonlight, you'll see the Loxodon, Elephant Man, in full glory in front of you. Should you need aid, I will not forget. Never. Thank you. Horatio Herb Donovan, the fourth. Well met. Well met. And uh, we'll step out. And they will start uh, slowly moving around and looking for bodies. Uh, Looking through bodies for uh, things to arm themselves with. The last cell will slide its little door open as you are there, Claudette. Who goes there? A familiar voice will whisper. Like who I'm thinking familiar? Sure sounds like it. Maxine? Claudette? Oh, by the gods, either they jailed you too, or you are in way I over am your head. A rescuing mage coming to your noble rescue. Why are you rescuing me? You could be. We're crazy. Because we're going to overthrow Lucia. Yeah. Because she's a crazy, evil bitch, apparently. I mean, we knew she was weird, but... While this is happening... I've seen uh, the future, Maxine, and it is not nice. So we are (laughs) fixing it. All right. You going to try your your crocodile key? Yep. Okay, give me me percentiles. Okay. Uh, 51. Okay, you are going to try it, and it is going to jiggle. And you know what? I'm going to use one of your something good happens, and it's going to unlock. The door will open, and there is barely a flash of motion. Uh, not enough time for you to catch your breath before um, a slightly starved, uh, slightly bearded version of your brother wraps his arms around you, so much so that you have trouble breathing. Are you all right? Are you... What are you... I can't breathe! Oh, you smell like mother. What's... Oof. 
Oh, we saw her not that long ago. <laughs> oh, you've been using her shampoo? <laughs> did I have a shower? I don't remember now. No, you didn't. No, we didn't oh, have You're looking much better. Who are you? Vixen. I mean, where are the rest of the party? You're all right. <sighs> oh, thank Yes, um, and that one's um, Barry. That's Ivy. Talfrin. Dirk. Hey. Uh, hi. Talfrin's the kind of see through one. Yeah, Talfrin's a ghost. But it's fine. Yep, it works. Lian's gonna look Maxine up and down too to check her. Infected. If Lucia. No, he's not. Marries the prince and is coronated. Everyone Everything ends. The world. Pretty much. To be specific. Well, then I think we should. And at that point, the roof is going to collapse. And one moment to see who got lucky here. Uh, oh, the lizard folk didn't get lucky. Sorry, Eba. Uh, no! Eba's uh, going to get crushed Yikes. as a creature explodes down as uh, the lizard folk are picking up halberds from the guards, and you're going to see oh. a tremendous 12-foot-long oh, lizard uh, yeah. with an expanding throat sack and imperial tattoo markings along its side, uh, which are going to glow in the darkness that is going to, as the the smoke erupts from the collapsing ceiling, casting this area into shadow and dust, all you will be able to see is a glowing brand in front of you that lists itself as 42. And uh, I'd like an initiative roll, please. Oh, All right. Would Ivy know anything about this one? Uh, 42. Uh, you can make me an, uh, make me an insight roll with disadvantage, because... Insight? Insight, yeah. Darn, not all of my things to get information about. Those things are not not insight. Yeah, oh, well, you weren't a scientist, yeah. right? So this would no, be things true. that you picked up through. It's true. Um, ooh, insight, that's going to be a 10. I'm pretty sure nothing. Okay. Uh, you know that the production models past you were using non-human DNA. Uh, but you seem to remember that some of the, the ones in the 40s tended to have weird, more unstable abilities. As in, who knows what this thing can do? Holy crap, awesome. you guys rolled really well, good on your initiative. Uh, okay, so... Well, to, except to me. Uh, Ivy, Claudette... Maxine, uh, you're acting on the same initiative, technically. Okay. Uh, Leiden. Uh, Very, you are acting on the same initiative as 42. Okay. Uh, and then down the list, we have the rest of the the rest of the prisoners. Uh, but before that, we have Talfrin. Okay, so, uh, one moment, please. Uh, let's close this. Okay, and where is it? I have a specific song for this, and it is called Hybrid Anticipation. There we go. Okay. There's an explosion of motion as this thing bursts down to the corridor. Smoke billows up everywhere, throwing you all into dim light and 
basically, uh, none of you are going to be able to see unless you have something that allows you to see through obscuring darkness. Uh, top of the initiative, Ivy. So ranged attacks are going to be very difficult here. Yeah. Um... Hmm. Ivy, this creature is 25, 30 feet ahead of you down the corridor. Okay. Um, so... As she's... Is this a bonus Yes, this is a bonus Okay, so Ivy, you're up, then Claudette and Maxine are on deck. Okay, so Ivy's going to... Yeah, as a bonus action, she is going to ignite her blade. Um, her, the, the force one that can... Mm-hmm. The one that's magic. Um... And she's going to, um, I'll have to roll my d6 to see what I get. Oh, of course I rolled six on the heal to hurt myself. Love it when that happens. Um, so she's going to ignite her blade with a lightning damage. Mm-hmm. And then she's going to take, um, two attacks at this bad boy. Over Sounds us. good. So rushing forward, you're basically going to be blind fighting, so you're going to have disadvantage on these. Okay. Sounds good. Oh, are you kidding me? Oh, that sucks. You're making me lose a nat 20. That is unfortunate. I mean, y'all have um, inspiration, so... Would you allow me to use my inspiration to cancel the disadvantage, even though I rolled already? Uh, just take the other dice as your other attack. Because you get two attacks, right? Yeah, I rolled the two, though. Mm. I, I rolled four dice, is what I did. Ah, I rolled okay. four twenties, yes. Um, well, blaze it. Not, it's, well, ha, ha, ah. ha. Um, you can spend so, your inspiration, yeah. I'll let you keep it. Okay, cool. That's fine. Then the other one probably... Well, we'll see if it misses. Um, so that's a, a crit. Okay. That's fantastic. Right. Um, and then it's a 15 to hit for the one that's that... That's a hit. Is. Roll me damage. Oh, sweet. Sweet. Okay, so then that's 2d6 for the light. Do you need the damage separate? I do no? not. Give it. Give it all to me. All to you. Okay. Okay. So many dice. That's a that's not, not terrible. Thirty two points of damage from 32? both of those. Yes. Perfect. All right. Uh, your lightning blade is going to crackle and slash, biting deep into the side of this thing's chest. Green and red blood in two different circulatory systems is going to spray out onto you. Uh, and that is a reaction. Let me see if this hits you. Uh, yes, it does. Uh, are you immune to acid damage? Not acid. All right. That is a that is a crit, then, as it deliberately contracts its blood vessels and sprays acidic blood in your face. Ouch. Is it a crit? Uh, it is a crit. 
Um, she's within 30 feet of me. She is. Would you like to uncrit that? I would like to uncrit it. Okay, so in that case, you are going to take 10 points of acid damage rather than 22. Oof, ouchies. Uh, The blood is going to spray on your chest, sizzling through some of the meat there. And uh, now it is the... uh, Do you have anything else you're doing with your round? Myself? No, that was my bonus action. Okay, and just to give you... So basically, this thing crashed through the floor, so you're in darkness already, which is like dim light darkness. But the reason that you're getting disadvantage all, just just so you know, is that you have so much dust in the air this round. From it's a burrowing predator. That makes sense. Yeah, that so, makes sense. Uh, Claudette, it is your and Maxine's turn. What would you do? Okay, so can I see this glowing number from it? You can see the glowing number, and you can see Ivy's light lightning blade. Okay. And so it would be disadvantage <laughs> on. It's disadvantage on all attacks this round, unless you have okay. like blind sense. Okay. Um, well, I am going to cast chromatic orb at it. Okay. And since this looked like a lizard-type creature when we first saw it, okay. I'm going to use cold. Okay. That's my option, and I'm going to upcast it at a second level. Sounds good. All right, okay. d20s don't fail me now. Oh, and bonus action, trigger blade song. Sounds good. Oh, fuck yes, they did not fail me. Okay, well, no. I lose the nat 20, but I get a 19. That is going to be an absolute hit. Roll me damage, please. Nice. Uh, there we go. And he pulls out the ninth monster, monster manual. There we go. That's the right stats. 27 points of cold damage. Oh, damn. That's a really good hit. All right. Uh, your, your swirling ball of cold strafes around and slams into the side of, uh, of the creature who howls in the darkness. Uh, Maxine takes the opportunity and rushes ahead, still um, unsteady on his feet. He will rush forward and grab um, uh, grab the sword, uh, the short sword of a guard that lies dead midway down the hallway and will jump to, the, to attack next to Ivy. Let's roll with disadvantage and see what we get. Okay, that is an eight plus nine to hit. That's a hit. Uh, it would have been a net 20 as well, balls. Um, oh, wait, he gets two attacks per round. What am I doing? We uh, had three net 20s this this round. I got canceled, almost canceled out. Right. <laughs> okay, so that's one hit. Oh, wait. I'm we... so sad that mine didn't get it. Okay. <sighs> uh, could be better, could be worse. Uh, Maxine is going to rush forward, raising his sword, and is going to attack three times because he is that level. Uh, that is going to be uh, six points. I rolled really low on damage, so don't hold this against him. Uh, that is only going to be five, ten, twenty-four, thirty points of damage. Damn, as he that's starts, still pretty good. He's pretty. He only hit twice. Um, only. But, starts laying into the side of this guy uh, with this short sword. Uh, you know what? It's a long sword. We're going to say it's a long sword because that makes more sense. Why would they have short swords? Fair. Uh, the Loxodon uh, or sorry, that's Leodon, not Loxodon. Uh, <laughs> uh, so Leodon, it's your turn. Okay. Um, so we have disadvantage against this thing? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Um, I would like to ca- use my bonus action to cast 
holy weapon onto my mace, um, which then will erupt in a bright 30-foot radius of, uh, of, of bright light. Um, and then I will attempt to move forward and swing at it. Okay. We're going to see this. So swinging with, dis- with disadvantage. All right, do it, do it. Oh my god, that's awful. Um, that is... 13. 13 to hit? Yeah. Uh, I... Well, you have a D next to your name. What's that do? That's my determination. Oh, do I you want to spend that. It? Oh, look, yeah, it's going to be... Uh, what is that, 17, I think? A 17's a hit! Wow! Wow! Okay, let me just double check this one real quickly. Because uh, this is a spell I'm not used to. Because I just got it. Uh. Okay, and you rolled a disadvantage, right? I did, yes. They were both okay. fives. Okay. <laughs> I was just like, great. Good good job, dice. Um, It was 2d8. Do I also roll the thing? My apologies. So say, uh, da, da, da. in addition to weapon attacks, made it do extra 2d8 radiant damage. So yeah, that was bonus action, and she's going to... And then she swung, and then I'll roll the D8. So it's magical, and... Perfect. What else does this do? Okay, that's another effect. Cool. Um, this 9 plus... 6, so 15, 15, 17, 18, 19 damage. Uh, 9 of which is radiant. Beautiful. Um, all right. So what does that look like? As So it's, you're using... So it's basically, she holds her mace. So she's got her shield up in one arm, her mace in the other. She's going to put her hand out and the, the mace is going to explode with this bright light. Um, and then she's just going to shift, move forward and she's just going to just smash at whatever is the closest thing she can reach. All right. So you are going to be able to rush forward and slam into it. Um, this thing is very badly wounded. Uh, as you collide with it, um, part of its jaw rips off and it... it expands its throat sack uh, mm. and it is its turn uh, now. Quick question. Um, yeah. Did we say that this mace, if it, did we say that the last initiative order was set or did we waive you that? You are not last in initiative. Okay, so we didn't waive that. I just couldn't remember what we decided. Okay. Alright, so it is its turn, so it's going to use its bite attacks first. Uh, ooh, Ivy's the flashiest. You know what? You're flashy too. Uh, so it's going to use, uh, it's going to claw Ivy. Uh, and because Ivy cannot see, that is going to be a nat 20. Thanks. Because it has tremor sense. Uh, three, two, nobody's canceling um, that. I, yeah, I think because I, I used my reaction for the last one, I don't think I can. It's your turn oh, again. Oh, wait, no, because I just acted. Yeah. You're right. Shit. Um, then I will cancel the crit. Sounds good. In that case, you are going to take some damage too, and so will Ivy, but neither will be crits. Uh, Ivy, that that is probably for the best because you are taking 2d12 piercing damage. Ooh, ouch. Uh, so that is pretty good. You're going to take five, nine, 12 points of piercing damage as it bites into your thigh. And uh, same thing with you, my friend, Leiden. Oh my God, these rolls are oh, ridiculous. Oh, I need to be raging to help out. Uh, you are going to take two, four, eight points of slashing damage as it kicks out with its back foot, scratching you across the side, uh, just digging under your armor. Uh, as 
It uh, as it does that, it is going to. Uh, I need you to do me a favor. It hit you with its claws, Leiden. I need you to make me a Constitution saving throw. Okay, one second. Um, and I think I need to make a concentration check for that. Um, I'm going to spend my inspiration. One sec. Okay. Uh, so for the con- uh, constitution save, it's going to be an 18. Okay, that and will succeed. Con- and then concentration for my uh, my holy weapon. Sounds good. Is I pass, yay. Okay, Easy. you are going, as, the, as it kicks out, you're going to see uh, just a flash in the light of your magic weapon that its claws are dripping with green ichor that comes from a little, um, a little, what's the word? I guess a gland underneath its toes that starts pumping this ichor out. Um, you will feel the burn of a sting, but will be able to overcome its effects. Uh, and then uh, the, oh shit, this is going to be really rough in this, light, but it's going to try anyway. Um, uh, Everybody in this tunnel uh, within 15 feet of it uh, makes me a wisdom save with advantage. So that's basically all three of you that are fighting will make a wisdom save with advantage as prismatic prismatic glow begins to haze in the air around it. However, because your vision is obscured, uh, oh my god, Maxine rolled a 1 and a 19. That's so good. Wow. <laughs> and a natural 20, so... Okay, that's that's We're good. Here, yes. Uh, and Leiden, what'd you get? 24. Cool. So uh, its hypnotic display does not work on any of you. Mm. All right. Uh, now, that was 42's turn. Uh, Very, it is your turn. What do you do? All right. Um, there's a lot of debris around here. That sounds good to me. Um, can I use my inspiration to impose disadvantage on your saving throw? You cannot. I cannot. Oh, I, I did we, we decide did. to do that? Actually, hold on. Let me check our house rules. Uh, I can't. I can't remember. I seem to remember that we've done it. Something we can do with like lucky, the lucky feet. Inspiration can know. be spent on a player or allied NPC. Yeah, usually we're just like, yeah, I'll help you, bruh. Or I need a little uh, bit. Nope, of help. you cannot. So, uh, nope. That's. I think we used that in earlier, like earlier seasons of shows, but we haven't done I, that I recently. Think, I, yeah, I, I think that's what it was. It's just, I remember it happening before, but I couldn't remember the last time. When it has uh, happened once or twice since, but that was like specific powers that granted that ability. Y- yeah, versus okay. inspiration. Cool. Yeah. So I just posted the awesome. house rules to the to the chat, so you can check. Uh, and if you want, awesome. you can skim all the way to the bottom for some new house rules that I'm making for races. Sweet. Yeah. Um, awesome. Uh, would you be able to make me a dex save, please, Kelly? Uh, no, I don't think I will. Oh, cool, because oh, wow. I'm casting Catapult on you at fifth... No, not fifth level. I was like, yeah, bring level. it, bitch! <laughs> Waste your Catapult on me! Uh, I'm going to cast it at third. Okay. Uh, because I just want this thing to be not alive anymore. That sounds and good. And so I'm, I'm going to hit you with uh, one... Dude, that's a D10. One, two, three, four, five D8. Holy shit. All right, so we got 16, uh, 17, 18, 19, 20, 20, 21, uh, 25, um, 29 points of bludgeoning damage. As, how do you want to do this? So basically what happens is so when she uses her catapult she has a little uh, thing that pops out of her out of her bracer 
Uh, it uses magnets to accelerate things really and fast. How do they work? Um, how do they work? Um, how it works is it basically um, it creates a charge in basically what looks like a little, little taser, and that uses um, electricity. Uh, basically, it uses lightning to pick something up and launch it. Mm. Um, so you have a rail, you have a certain scientific railgun. She has a certain scientific, <laughs> a certain, scientific certain, railgun. Certain Magitech railgun. Which, in my defense, I did this for the first time before I had seen that show. That's fair. Um, uh-huh. I'll allow and so, it. so the way this is going to look is um, she's, she's going to pop that out, uh, find a, like a 15-pound piece of rubble, uh, because she can do up to 15 pounds with this thing. Might as well. It's going to, it's going to levitate, and just uh, she's going to aim and just boom. And this hunk of rock is just is going to go down this thing's throat sack and back out its neck. Oh yeah, it's gonna pop like a. Uh, uh, it's going to pop like a, uh, oh, just like an overripe zit, as you go through it, and it's going to, it's gonna, and deflate to the ground. Well, it, uh, that was easy. God, that felt good. Let's go. That was easy. Yeah. That was easy. I'm, I'm, try getting clawed by it. Ow. Oh, you're right. I'm... She's fine, Dirk says, and is going to walk up to you. <laughs> what? I mean, are, are you all right? Oh. I mean, if I had... No, it's... I took quite a lot of damage. Yeah. Um, right, let's second. Stop um, let me between ourselves and let's go. Just... Uh, Leiden's gonna you put a go. hand on Ivy to heal her. Oh, how sorry. How beat up does she look? Uh, if I look right. beat up, let's say uh, let's say I'm seventy percent out of a hundred percent. Okay. Do you have exactly so, hundred HP? I have exactly a hundred HP. Uh, let's do cure wounds up cast at like a. Th- let's do third level. Just. Uh, fucking dirt. What did sec. I do to dirt? Fucking savage. Oh, no, no. He no, Max, sexy Maxine he... was like Ooh, swooping yeah. in to like be like. Uh, I yeah, thought yeah. you said Ma- Max said that. Yeah, no, Dirk said <laughs> she's fine. Yeah, yeah. 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 He got he jealous. Maxine was like all like, Maxine looks Ooh. like like one of the Skarsgård brothers. Mm-hmm. So like, yeah, like the good oh, looking thought, one. Okay, I, I thought Dirk was being <laughs> like she's fine to like Ivy to like walk it off. I was gonna be like, no, 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 It's a terrible role, but okay, that's um. Okay. Uh, third level Which, is it? So, is fourteen plus five is nineteen. I'm hey, sorry, that was a terrible something. roll. It's still some. I feel about I feel about ninety percent out of a hundred. So, I, I need to know I need to know something very important from Christine right now. Yes. So, does he look like a Does your brother look more like a Hemsworth, a Hemsworth, or a Skarsgård? Hemsworth. Which this Hems- is an attractive family. <laughs> the Skarsgård are pretty attractive. At least one of them. Yeah, I feel like Hemsworth is maybe a step above. <laughs> Who the hell is that? That looks like a... Okay, I'm going to stop looking at Hemsworth photos. <laughs> or am I? Well, yeah, anyway, um, she'll pat Leiden, or Ivy on the shoulder, and then Leiden's going to start walking out the door towards... And then while pausing, oh, wait, where are we going? <sighs> Sorry, um... 
What about up there? Dirk will say and point through the hole this thing just burrowed into the main floor. We could ultimately also go find the armory like we did last time. There might be some goodies in there. I don't think I we have time to go looting. Let's time yes. and there's, How do we go like up there? there's two whole armies up there already. Grappling hook? I'm just saying it worked last time. Let's climb. That, that's all. So I can't float. I think we sh- are better off if we manage to sneak by the armies instead of engaging them head on. Sounds good. Let's do it. All right. So uh, can I get an athletics check to climb up the hole? I'm going to fly up the hole with my wings. <gasps> oh, you have... Mm, yeah, okay. It's, <laughs> it's pretty tight, though. <laughs> Ooh. I do like like a shoot, like I just like I I, I hover a couple times, and then just like whoosh. give me an so athletics like a... check to do it. I want to make okay. sure you aim yourself, but yeah. Okay. I got a nine. Can I do this acrobatically? Yes. Sure. Okay. <gasps> Excellent. Uh, I think Lynn's gonna need some help because she's gonna do a whole um, an eleven is her first attempt. You know what? Maxine will offer the help action because he has a twenty nine. Okay. Well, Claudette's I'll, gonna I'll, do it with a twenty-three. Okay. I will accept assistance from the big bro. Are you okay. Come on. Come on. Uh, yeah, let's go. I don't know how this body works. You can just literally yeah. just float up. You're yeah. fine. Can I actually? Yeah, oh, you have. Hell you yeah. have. Uh, I believe the rules I sent you. You have a basic have fly a speed. No, I don't have a fly speed. Oh, you don't. I have a hover. I'm hover. A one oh, okay, meter cool. above the ground. I specifically cannot fly. Oh, it does say it specifically, does. doesn't it? It specifically says I can't. I mean, couldn't you just hover up the rubble? Not really. <laughs> you, can make me, you can make me a climb check. Make me athletics. I did. 21. Oh, yeah, you're fine. Okay. You're, you hover up six. like a... All right. As you head up, uh, can I get a perception roll off of everyone? Have okay. a goat. I can try. 21. 21? Oh, I got a 19 on the doors. Um, Big nope for that one. That's, that's a 19. That's a 22. Eight. Okay. Those of you who got more than an 18 are going to hear a strange sound up above. A low, growling melody echoes through the chamber above you. You head up inside of what is a tremendous dining hall. The table in the center of the room is a good 70, 80 feet long, or at least it was before the rubble uh, from above the chandelier collapsed in on it. There are dead nobles lying everywhere, and you will hear a low humming noise as on the edge of one of the seats ahead of you, a tremendous, a tremendous being, looking actually not dissimilar from Ivy, with long skeletal wings dripping with black feathers leans over its face is the only white thing on its feature looking almost kind of like a like a macaque in in that way just the way that its face kind of juts out almost skull like from the rest of its 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 plumage it distends its jaw lifting up a noble head and cracks into it like a walnut <laughs> A forked tongue reaches into the skull and begins slurping out the meats. This beautiful song is kind of bellowing out of the side of this thing's throat like a fish's gills. 
and on the base of its neck you will see emblazoned the number 35. When I was a young girl Tomorrow I wished for For when I was a young girl All I wanted was more Oh my love you've left me Oh my love you've gone Oh my love I will see Again before the dawn Continues to sing in front of you You don't think that it has noticed you quite yet Um, You might be able to sneak out the back side of this room Or you could try to sneak up on it What would you like to do? Who's the first person out of the hole? Probably Ivy is up in the air What'd you get on your stealth roll, Ivy? Stealth roll? Yeah. Oof, a long last while ago. Oh, pardon me. So when you floated up, uh, oh, so you're right in the middle of the room. Uh, so as you, so you should, you shot right up. So let me just yep. make Okay, so uh, it intones that song and then looks over its shoulder at you as you float up. And I need you to make me a wisdom save. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Thanks. Okay. Okay. All right. All right. Flat dice. <sighs> Oh, um, I'm going to spend my determination. I don't think it's going to be great, but it's going to bring it up to a 15. Okay, bring it up to a 15. You sure you want to spend your determination? Yep. Are you sure I want to spend it? Yes. I think it did. Okay, sounds great. Um, one moment, please. Cool. Uh, As you shoot up, it is going to turn, and as it intones that last note... It's going to raise its voice from a sharp screeching pitch, and this sonic wave is going to burst out at it. You're going to take 10 points of psychic damage. Yep. And are frightened. Uh, And as this is occurring, it's going to echo down the hole. I need everyone to make me a wisdom save. Oh, no. (laughs) Dirk. Uh, Dirk oh. will succeed. Maxine yeah. will. Uh-huh. It's my wisdom. Ooh. Hey, I have bad news. What's oh. the, the wisdom save? It's a. Uh... Oh Wis- my god, okay. 17. Save. Okay. Okay. I have a pass. negative one. I'm just 26. My determination that I was just given to make okay. it a. 15. You... 18. Okay. 18. Uh, Leiden, you will climb out of the hole and find yourself paralyzed with fear as well. You're going to take. Some psychic damage. Uh, you are going to take five points of psychic damage, and Maxine is going to take nine points of psychic damage uh, as this uh, voice echoes through, ripping through your subconscious, filling you with fear. You may not approach this creature. And I've got some determination. All right, so this creature is going to rear up and hiss at you uh, as you all climb out of the hole, feeling this. And I am going to say, let's roll initiative. Okay, Maxine. Sounds good to me. Ooh, hey, this thing has high initiative. Ooh, okay. Uh, (laughs) Oh, no, Leiden. Oh, I. Your your mace is going to work at least. Yo. It's a bit better than before. Oh, At least it wasn't a one. 
Ayo. Okay, so then we've got uh, Boop Fairy, and then uh, Claudette, and then we have uh, Maxine, and nope, it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be Caitlin there as well, and then it's going to be. Dirk, Maxine, and then Leada. All right, Very, you are up with the Harpy on deck. All right, so um, is there any... I guess they, there's probably there's cover around here because there's shattered there tables. There's plenty of cover around. You've got waist-high walls as far as you can see. All right, so she's going to get uh, run up to get behind some cover, and then she's going to use her action to create an Eldridge Cannon. Um okay. And that's going to be a forced a forced ballista cannon. Okay. And then she's going to use her uh, bonus action um, to, and this thing's well within 120 feet from us, right? Yeah, I'd say it's about 60 feet away from you right now. Okay, so she's going to use her bonus action um, to make an attack on it. It's a ranged spell attack. Um, so let me just go ahead and. Make this do 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 do. That is going to be a base nineteen on the roll. Um, okay, that will be a hit. Okay, cool. Uh, and you are going to take two d eight worth of bludgeoning damage. Um, so not the best damage, but uh, seven out of six, seven. Uh, that's going to be thirteen points of damage. And I okay. don't think I add anything to that, but you were also pushed five feet further away from the cannon. Okay, so the cannon, how much damage was that total? It was... That was 13, 7 and 6, is, yeah, 13. Sounds good. All right, the cannon's going to slam into this thing. It is going to screech and rise off of the ground and is going to... And is going to launch itself directly at you. Now, this was, um, this was, was this a magic spell? Uh, yeah, it's a ranged range okay. spell attack. Sounds good. All right, so that does not matter for this. Uh, it is going to launch itself at you uh, and is going to use its multi-attack. Uh, okay, and... Okay, that is definitely two hits. And my bite! Let's see if my bite works. Ooh, okay, so looking at this, I have a, I have a 17, a 17, and an 18. They all hit. Okay, uh, it is going to rush past you and is going to... Oh, this thing could be bigger. Uh, one moment. Okay, five. Uh, Which is funny, because if you'd attack the cannon, only one of them would hit. <laughs> uh, six, nine. Six, five. Nice. And... What's nice? Oh, you said six, then nine. And oh, I did, yeah. Mature. That's no, that's very mature, very mature. Okay, so um, this is going to be twelve. Okay, so um, oh, uh, got to remember to add that. I'll just round up to that. That sounds fine. Um, waka waka. Uh, this thing is going to fly past you, moving at untold speeds. It is going to. Uh, pull up to you 
rend you with a pair of its strong claws at the base of its feet, um, raking across your sides, and is going to bite into the side of your throat, tearing away a chunk for a grand total of 39 points of damage. And then it is going to use the remainder of its movement to shoot up into the air out of range of all of you. Oh yeah, I, I guess cover wouldn't really do anything against something that literally just flies and attacks you. It, it, it actually it, it yeah. will be able to locate yeah. around you, right? So it's for range yeah, attacks it would do great. It, it doesn't care. Yep, and yeah, it, uh, it, it is immune to opportunity attacks while it's flying. So of course it is. Why wouldn't it be? Most most flying things are actually that's how they manage to survive. Uh, so it is going to screech and go up. It's pretty badly damaged, but it's going to swallow some of your blood. And let's see if that does anything for me. Hey, I got four hit points back. That's something. Hey, that's not nice. Give that back. All right. Uh, Claudette, it is your turn. What would you do? How far away is it from me? Uh, Right now, it is 30 feet in the air above you and 10 feet Uh to your right. Fucker. All right, I'm going to move over 10 feet, so it's only 30 feet away from me. It's diagonal. It doesn't even count. Doesn't count? Sweet. Um, Okay, I'm pissed. I'm going to cast Witch Bolt at it, and I'm up casting that fucker at fourth level. Okay, sounds good. And I just realized that I need to edit this frame. All right, well, I rolled a 19, so I think that probably hits. All right, that will hit. All right. Oh, that's almost max. Nice. 44 lightning damage. Holy shit. I said I upcast it. Fourth I level. I know, but holy shit. 4d12. <laughs> well, uh, how do this do you want to? Claudette, she's like, I've had enough of this. And cast like this crackling bolt of lightning from her hands that connects her to the creature and just fries it. Jesus. Okay. Yeah, that is going to just completely uh, discombobulate it as you uh, as you just just like the smell of like vulture flesh is going to be paramount inside of here. Yuck. That was, that was a good. That was a good hit. That was cool. I'm just like I'm. I'm spending a fourth level. I'm just getting it done. <laughs> I'm. I'm so done with this. Okay. Just no. We're moving on. <laughs> just give me one sec, folks, to just adjust something. Poor Talfrin's just like I want to hit something. I want to. I want a ghost attack. Yeah. Unfortunately, I don't have fly, so I can't even let you fly. I, I see. I could have flied, but I was frightened. So even if it got to my turn, I couldn't fly up. <laughs> when you're more sad yeet. than angry. Yeet. All right. Could we pick up Talfrin and yeet Talfrin in the air? Uh, so as that happens, as you drop it to the ground, uh, it is going to shudder and die as the lightning strafes through it. And as it does, it's going to have a dissonant song that echoes around it. As it does, one moment, please. Cool. I'm using wow. my Hurt the More to activate its final ability. As it's... Yes, I got an 20 on this whole year for the first... Sorry, what? 
Uh, I'll be right back. I did not expect to use this, so I need to grab something off the shelf. Hey, hey, leader, want to cancel out? Want to cancel out? I don't know if I can if it's not a specific targeted action. It is. If I'm not raging, I can. Decrease the amount of damage. Where is it? Where is that book? I'm so angry. I'm so angry that you can't be angry. Night's adventure is brought to you by by Ultimate Bestiary, the dread acute, dread accursed. I'm concerned. Mm, yeah. That sounds great. Uh, so, let's see. That means that uh, there fuck. is going there is going to be a horrible <laughs> noise, and the broken bodies around the table are going to suddenly start twitching and lurch, uh, which means uh, seven bodies are going to raise from the ground, groaning and moaning. Yikes. And guess what, folks? We got undead. Ooh. Seven of these nobles are going to rise Actual up undead. and begin. How many of them does Claudette recognize? <clears throat> uh, Claudette, make yeah, me. No uh, can I get Claudette and Leiden to make me a. Uh, uh, a. History? History roll, yeah. It's kind of under history. <laughs> okay. Uh, dirty 20. Dirty 20? You will recognize 13. a few of them, actually, as uh, one of them is a friend of your parents up ahead. Uh, a friend <sighs> of your parents known as uh, uh, Sabasius Lee. She was a very, very lovely woman who liked to uh, do charity for to do charity for the unfortunate of Duchesne, a lesser noble. Uh, and now she is a groaning, uh, shrieking woman that rises from the ground and you see her eyes streaked with black veins and this webbing of black veins that erupts from the side of her mouth uh, as the, uh, the gnawing and biting of this thing that was made with some of Ivy's mom's blood looks like she's passing it on. Uh, and good job, Claudette, though. You took out the big one. Uh, Talfren, there are seven zombie-like creatures in front of you. What do you do? I'm gonna rage. I think it's probably for the best. Uh, Alright, yeah. so, uh, with your rage, what happens? Spectral warriors appear. While I'm raging, the first creature I hit with my attack on my turn becomes the target of the warriors, which hinder its attacks, so it has disadvantage to attacking anybody but myself. So Perfect. that's unfortunate that they're the little guys, but that's okay. Because I'm going to pick out whoever looks the hardiest. Okay. Uh, that is going to be the big guy in front of you, a real bear-like man. Uh, go ahead and make, oh, me yeah. a, make me an attack against him. Heck yeah! Let's go! First one is an 18, on, 19 on the die. That is going to be a hit. Heck yeah! And, uh, okay, well, I, maybe I'll do my damage. Go ahead, do me I'll damage. Do damage first. How many Hold hits on. did you I'm make? Actually, I'm actually using dice this time. Ooh, I'm so proud of you. Oh, my first one is, uh, hold on, hold on a hot minute, hold on a hot minute. Is this my magic great sword? Yes, this is. Yes, that is, uh, 11 points of damage. 11 oh, points of oh. damage. Don't forget to add your pluses. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I didn't say that I was, I was great weapon mastering it. I heard you so. say it. Uh, that would be 22 points of damage. Okay. 
22 okay. points of damage. Uh, you're going to rush forward, and this thing takes the hit in the shoulder and is going yes. to, like, rock with your blow and look up at you. It is still up. I am angry. I'm going to hit it again. Okay, go ahead. With, with Great Weapon Master. Oh, yeah. Uh, 23. That is going to be a hit. Yes. Um, try it again. Na, 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 na. Na, 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 na. That is going to be only 19. 19. This thing is, you're going yeah. to cleave right through part of it, and it's going to still be hanging on, reaching for your face. These things are hardy as yeah. fuck. You definitely dropped it to a... It is very badly wounded. Um, over your shoulder, you're going to hear... Uh, tell! Duck or something! And uh, Dirk's going to fire his crossbow twice, trying not to oh, hit you. Okay, fair. <laughs> uh, that's a 2 and a 28. Well, that 28's going to hit. Hey, guess what? Talk about min-max. Yeah, right. no kidding. <laughs> uh, Dirk, you're 10th level, so that means... Yeah. Cool. Uh, I still don't have any bonus actions, so that's okay. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, that's uh, fine. Well, that's thank fine. you. Oh, he rolled almost as bad as he could roll, which is really frustrating. That's, uh, so that's, that's okay. Three. We love him anyways. Five. <laughs> exactly. Ten. That's only 17 points of damage. Only, though. It's all good. It's well, all he good has 40, 46 that he adds because you're within five feet. Snack attack. Gotcha. Oh, uh, hell yeah. He's going to fire a bolt directly into this face. Yeah, he does it from behind. You know that. Yeah, he's he's, he's got, true. Some, got some good bonuses while we're together. He 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 tried to be a frontline fighter, but he's much he's much better at a knife fight. Um, he's gonna fire he's gonna fire his uh, bow, and it's going to crank this thing in the side of the face. Uh, almost dro- actually, you know what? It is going to drop it to zero hit points. But hold on one sec. Uh, this so this thing in front of you clash into it twice. Slash. Nope, those books are broken now. One sec. Ugh, so many books on the floor. This is the problem. Let with... the bookies hit the floor. Let the bookies hit the floor. Okay, so there's those stats, and there's those stats. Oh, so many stats. Okay. Uh, there is a um, there is a cacophony of, of basically butchery noises as you slash in and slash down into this thing. A crossbow bolt goes over your shoulder, punching this thing right between the eyes uh, and out the back of its skull, and it's going to fall backwards onto the desk, or probably not desk, onto the table behind it, dead. And is going to lift up again, still alive. So, well, question for you, Kelly. Yeah. Um, <coughs> the, oh, fuck, let me just find the wording again. Um, so my reaction is the, 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 the puppet, it's, it says when a creature drops to zero HP, I can make it make an attack. Um. So is this a reaction? Yes, it's a reaction. Okay, before it makes its con, I, I say, I'll say that you can do that before it makes its con save to, okay. to zombify back up. Yeah, cool. Um, I would like for it to hit the the next. I would like it to make an attack at the one of the zombies right beside it, please. Okay. Uh, the other zombie is still prone because it has not got up yet, uh, which means that that is a twenty-four to hit it. Cool. 
Oh god, this is this is these things are amazing. Please get hit by it. Uh, that is going to be eight, 13 points of damage to zombie number two. Nice. Uh, then it is going to lurch back up as you cool. take control of it. Um, all right, uh, Maxine is going to take a breath. The uh, harpy is dead, which means I'm not afraid of it anymore. Uh, and so he is going to rush into the fray uh, sword swinging. Uh, he is going to lunge at the one that is still getting up off the ground. Uh, and that is going to be one hit. And that's going to be three hits uh, because of advantage. Uh, one, two, three. And that's one really bad roll and two really good rolls. Uh, so that's going to be 5, 10, 15, uh, 20... Uh, it's going to be 35 points of damage, unless my math fails me. Nope, 35 points of damage. Uh, as he rushes forward and just starts hacking the shit out of the one on the floor as best he can. Uh, this thing is still crawling, though. Uh, that's not how math works, Kelly. That's that's a One turns into a six when you subtract that much. All right, um, he just rushes forward next to you, Talfren, hacking into the one that's crawling on the ground. Uh, and it is Ivy, your turn. What do you do? Um, perfect. So they're kind of all in a in a clump, I guess. So, so I they're, think, um, yeah, they're pretty close to each other. Yeah. Um. So the one that got knocked down to that, I kind of brought him back up. So I'm gonna do two attacks against the 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 least hurt one, then do my bonus action, uh, two weapon fighting with the, just the one HP one mm-hmm. to just try and do the least damage. Like, so I'll use my the two um. Crimson right blades um, will be a, on the the zombie that a, that's beside him that has looks a little bit less more less damage. I can't speak right now. I am sorry. All right. All right. Go ahead. Let's do it. Cool. All right. Okay, so um, so for the two hits that are the not bonus action, second one, it's the lowest one was a twenty-one. Okay. And then for the bonus action, the one is a sixteen to hit. Uh, those are all gonna be hits. Oh, okay, cool, 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 uh, cool, 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 cool. Each all damage. Oh, that's that's really nice. Um, do you need it to I, meet up between the magic so, and non-magic? No, but um, are you? How many of these are attacking the one hit point? One, just the bonus action. Okay, so like offhand one. So yes. So I just I don't need the magic separate. I just need that one separate. Okay, yeah, that's fine. I was separating that. Um, so for the. Zombie that I'm ha- hitting with the, the two yes. attacks on, um, that is going to be... 20... Separate those two attacks if you don't mind, actually. Okay, cool. Um, so tell me the first one first. All right, so the first one, you mean the... Like, the first the hit first that hit. you... The first hit you lay on it. Okay, the first hit I lay on it is going to be... Oh, I can do math. Uh, 16 points. Okay, cool. Sounds good. One moment, please. Got to do a save as you cleave into it. And um, oh, by the way, this thing is still getting off the ground. Did you roll with advantage on all of your attacks? 
I did not. Okay, so you're the two against the one that are rising up the floor that yeah. um, that Maxine is attacking. You will get advantage on those, but not against okay. the one yeah, that yeah. is fighting Talvrin. Oh, fuck. One crit. Okay, so go ahead and roll the crit for the first damage. Okay. Okay. Uh, if you roll more than three points of damage, it dies. Oh, okay, cool. Because I succeeded uh. on uh, DC 19 to remain alive. So if you do more than 19 points of damage uh. to me... Yeah, that was an additional seven okay. points of damage. All right, so um, so roll damage on your second attack. Cap. Um. All right, seventeen. Uh, seventeen. Okay, let me roll for number two. Okay, number you are going to lash out and I guess with your second attack and strike the one with one hit point. Uh, you are going yeah. to cleave it and it is going to fall down only to rise back up again. Your bonus action attack, what would you like to do? Um, s- stab that one. So you, all right, stab it again. All right, go ahead. Um, so I already rolled that one. That was a 16 to hit. It will hit. Roll me damage. Yeah. Okay, that one I rolled a seven. Uh, total damage? Oh, oh, um, I can't, cause sorry, I haven't done two weapon fight in a while. Um, 11 points of damage. 11 points of damage, alright, so uh, this one is the one that Talfren has been working on. You've stabbed it once and it rose up, climbing, grabbing the side of your sword, pulling itself up along the blade as its fingers fall off from the sharpness of your sword as it grabs tightly. Like, it is literally losing fingers, it is grabbing your sword so tight but it doesn't seem to care. It reaches up its mouth, dripping with black, uh, and how do you finish it? Um, So if it's climbing up the sword, the the one can take the other one and then just, like, stick it in the same hole and then just use both hands to kind of just, like, rip it open. (laughs) Just kind of kick off? Okay. Yeah. Sounds good. All right. Then with that, Leiden, it's your turn. What do you do? Leiden would like to uh, step forward so that she makes sure they're all within, all the undead are within 30 feet of her. Each undead okay. that can see or hear her within 30 feet. She will uh, raise her, I believe it's her shield it, that has the symbol see of the and orphan. Hear? See or hear. Okay. So, not, hopefully yeah, not Talfrin. <laughs> I'm just like, I'm just I can't hoping. control that. I'm uh, just hoping. Talfrin is of a higher CR. So it won't destroy, oh, but God. yeah. Um, <laughs> so each cre- undead that can see or hear within 30 feet of me must make a wisdom saving throw of, I believe it's save uh, 17 target. If it wow. fails, it is turned for one minute or until Yikes. it takes any damage. Or if it's uh, CR one or lower, it is destroyed. Do I have to roll? Yes, I you will. will. Yeah, yeah. All right. Um, you also have inspiration still, tell. Um, if your turn, oh, you will just it. can't. You just can't remove into thirty feet space from me. Okay. So, or can't oh, take any fine. actions. That's fine. All right, uh, Amy. I'm gonna give you an offer on the table. Where's the other one? Oh. I'm gonna let you round this up. How do you mean? Uh, I'm going to let you use your destroy undead at. Uh, let's see. How does this level up for you? Um, it's at level 11, I believe. It goes up to CR 2. Alright, I'll let you cast this at level 11 if you give me the offer. Um, sure, yeah. Um, or CR 3 is at level 14, so I mean... No, but you don't need that. Don't need that? Okay. Alright, so uh, two of them are going to succeed their save out of the remaining five. Talfren, what'd you get? 
15. Uh, that is insufficient. I'm did sorry. Did you spend your determination? No. Did you? I will. If oh, there I it can. goes. Look, yes. you're fine. Hello. You're fine. Hello. 18. All or, right. It's not more than 18. Uh, so that was my action. Can I do a bonus action here? Yes, you may. All right. So as you raise your symbol of the orphan, um, they are, three of them are just going to collapse back to corpses. Yeah. <laughs> um, Two of them will remain. Oh, no, those are concentration. Um, I don't think I have anything useful I can do with a bonus action, so never mind. Okay, uh, all right. So one of them is going to, uh, you are nearby. It succeeded its save, so it is going to rush up and attack you. Me? Okay. Yep, so it is going to make uh, a slam attack against you. Uh, that is going to be an 18 to hit. That will hit. Okay, uh, you are going to take some bludgeoning damage, uh, all of three points. Uh, you are grappled. Uh, however, okay. uh, I because, succeed my save on my weapon. Nice, spell. because you are grappled, it is going to make a bite attack against you. Uh, does a 16 hit? No. Okay, because of your shield, right? Okay, it is going to try to bite out at your throat. It's maw dripping with the black star venom uh, and is going to bite into the side of your shield, losing several teeth into the wood as it tries to gnaw through. Uh, the other one is going to lurch forward and is going to attack at, uh, let's see, Talfrin is a one, Maxine is a two, and the people in the hole are three and four. Oh. Okay. Uh, is going to attack at Maxine. doing. No. A uh, that is definitely going to be a hit, because Maxine has no armor on right now. Oh, uh, Maxine is going to be bludgeoned uh, for, let's see, boop. Uh, that's going to be three, six points of bludgeoning damage, and is going to be grappled. It is going to make an, a bite attack, uh, which is going to be a hit. Uh, that is 2d6 piercing damage, meaning an additional 13 bringing the total up to okay and uh and now Maxine has to make a con save now here's the question folks I need to ask you when something banks off of the coin <laughs> and turns to a fail because it hit the offer that Leiden just made Oh, that are you using the offer I think to force that counts. It? Yeah, I was going to say, I think that counts as the offer. I think that counts as the I offer. The offer like is fucked it, it up. Does. Yeah. Hmm. Because it existed. Well, I re-rolled and he got a nat one. So I re-rolled instead of taking the offer dice. Oop. Okay. Okay, or, that's fair then. That's fair then. That's, that's legit. I was like, nah, I won't yeah, use the offer. I'll use that. Then. That's fair then. Okay, so Black Star Plague Bite uh, is going to deal him. Uh, that is going to be, holy shit. Uh, yeah, he's going to go unconscious. That's going to be an additional 21 points of necrotic damage. Ow. Uh, and uh, he... He is going to stab into the one on the ground. One of them is going to lurch up and bite him on the bicep. Uh, and you are going to see this, the Black Star Venom drip down his arm. As the veins of his arm begin to turn black. And he's going to pass out because he did not have all of his hit points at the beginning of this fight. Uh, we are now at the top of the initiative with Very. Very, you're up. Then uh, Claudette is on deck. All right. So I'm going to... Um... 
I'm gonna shoot at the closest one of these on uh, closest one of these zombies. Sounds um, good. She's gonna make uh, a shot with the shooting star, and then she's also going to use her bonus action to make an attack with the Eldritch Cannon as well on the same one. Okay, Eldritch Cannon um, is a bonus action, right? Eldritch Cannon is a bonus action. Okay. Um, all right, so blue dice is Eldritch Cannon. Okay. And that's going to be. Ooh, that's a, an 18 on the on the cannon. And that's going to be a 12, uh, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18 on the on the pistol as well. Okay, those are two hits. Roll me damage. Fantastic. So we have uh, 1d10, and the cannon was right here. That was 2d8. And while you're calculating that real quick, I also want to remind Ivy that Maxine went down to zero hit points if you want to take control of his body. Ooh. Oh, I only get three of these, though. Uh, Okay. Well, I just thought I'd let you know. Think about it until the end of Ari's turn. Nothing will pass. I have three blood rights until long rest, so I think I'm going to save some of them for my mother. All right. So that is... uh, Do you want the piercing and bludgeoning separate? Yes. Actually, no, I don't don't care at all. Uh, Give them, since these guys have not been harmed yet, give me all together, please. That's going to be a combination of 23 points of damage, and you pushed five feet back. Okay, so that's going to push one of them into the table. I'm going to make an acrobatic check to see if it can remain upright. Uh, It is going to go prone, actually. Nice. Okay, so that one is going to be blasted and knocked prone, which is going to be good news. Uh, And so that was your entire action, right? That was my, um, and I am going to return to cover as well. Sounds good. All right. Dumping, ducking back into cover. It is Claudette's turn, and then Talfrin is on deck. Okay. How many are left? There are two left. One of them is biting into your brother, riding him to the ground, uh, and just got shot twice in the back by Vary, uh, which catapulted this thing up against the table, kind of throwing it on its back. Okay. Your brother is down on the ground, bleeding profusely from a Black Star wound. Alright, I'm not thrilled about that. Um, so there's two of them. Do they both look relatively damaged or really uh, up still? Though that one looks quite damaged, the other one is grappling Leiden and trying to bite her. Okay. I'm also of, not thrilled that, about that. That one's closest to you. Now, if she's grappling, if I did a ranged attack against it, would I run risk with Leiden being grappled? Only, or? With, a, only with a botch. Okay. Uh, unless it was an area um, of effect, of course, but like. Well, I guess I'm not sure that one of these will do enough damage. So I'm going to upcast Scorching Ray at a third level. Okay, sounds good. A reminder that the one that is next to Maxine is now prone. So if you're attacking that one, ranged, ranged attacks are at disadvantage. So the well, one against Leiden is the one where you'll get normal attack. Well, it'll have to be... Okay, so I'm going to hit the one against Leiden. I'm going to try and hit with two of them, and I'll try with two on Maxine's one in a moment. Okay, so... Range spell attack. That's a dirty 20. And... A 23 to hit. 20 and a 23. Those are both hits. Roll me damage. Okay. Give me the damages separately, please. Uh, 11 okay. and 9. 
Okay, so 20 total. Sounds good. Alright, your Scorching Ray is going to slam into this one's back, burning deeply into it. Um, and sizzling. It's going to hiss as it continues to claw at lead and shield. Do you have anything else you'd like to do this round? Um, well, I need, still need to hit the one that's was attacking Maxine. I get four Scorching Rays because I outclassed. Oh, okay. Sounds so good. I just cast two against lead and one, and I'm casting two against the other okay, one. Okay, so you have disadvantage on both of these. Yeah. I've already designated my dice. I think you're going to be fine, though. These things have very low HP. Um... That is a 23. Hit. And a dirty 20 again. Hit. Okay. And please give me the... You know, there's no way you'll... Give them together. It's fine. Okay. Um... 21. 21. One sec. Okay. By one hit point, you succeed. Uh, You drop it. Um, You... So this thing at 20 hit points, you drop it into negatives with that, uh, and it is going to fall back on the table. It tries to lurch forward, but the flames from the Scorching Rays are going to burn it too deeply. Uh, I was one point shy of this thing coming back from Zombieitis. (laughs) Uh, It is going to die on the table there, leaving one remaining, the one that is chewing on Leiden's shield. Um, Talfrin, it is your turn, my friend, then Dirk's on deck. All right. I'm a slash at it twice. Okay, so rushing forward to the one behind Leiden, go ahead and give me an attack roll. Um, or give me two attack be... rolls. Yeah, uh, and are you like... using Great Weapon Master? Yes, I am. The first one is going to be a 14. 14 is going to be hit. Oh, yay. Nice. Uh, okay, second, second one? Second, second one? one? It was going to be a uh, 16. 16? That's a hit. Yeah. Nice. Okay, okay, so roll me damage. You can combine them. Ooh, actually, give give them separate because there's a chance you could roll high enough. All right. All right. All right. So the first one is going to be... Oh, yikes. 21. 21 damage. Okay. Yeah. And then... Uh... 23. So 21, 23 is going to be 50. Did you have the plus one for your magical sword? Mm-hmm. Okay. I have it. I have it here in a separate little thing. Okay. So 23. That is going to be... Yeah. Um, uh, you were going to rush up behind this thing, hacking twice into it, uh, and it is going to yeah. lurch and fall to the ground, twitching as you cleave through its chest and back. And then as it hits the ground, it's going to start twitching and slowly rises back up near death, so near death. Just let it happen. Uh, all right, Dirk is going to take an action, is going to uh, aim the crossbow bolt and is going to fire with disadvantage. Uh, that it, first shot is going to be a... not enough. You got a hero to five. Um, oh, actually, wait, hold on. He uses, he's got, his proficiency bonus is plus, that's actually is exactly a hit. Okay. Nice. Yeah. Sorry, it's, these yeah. things have very low, very low our AC. Uh, so that is 46 plus 88. Uh, thank you, Talfrin, for being there and Leiden as well. 
that's a little better. That's 5, 10, 15, 18, 21 points of piercing damage. Uh, and this thing is going to take a crossbow bolt between the eyes, is going to lurch, fall down, and then rise back up again. He's going to take another shot because he has two per round. That is definitely a hit. Uh, oh, but there's no way. That's going to be uh, nine points of piercing damage. And this thing's going to take another bolt through the eye, sag down, and then rise up again because zombies are the most frustrating thing in D&D. Maxine is going to make a death save. Uh, Maxine makes a death save, and it does something. Uh, Ivy, it is your turn. What do you do? Cool. I'm going to take three swings at this zombie. Okay, go ahead. Uh, give me give me your attack rolls. I'm pretty sure you'll hit with all of them. Yeah. He's not prone or anything, right? He's back up. Oh, no, he is prone. I said he fell okay, over. So they're all, okay, yeah, so they're all, they're with, all with advantage. They're all with advantage, yeah. Okay. Well, that's unfortunately shitty. For my first roll, I rolled an at one and a three. So uh, does an 11 hit? Uh, I'm going to use my determination. It hits. Cool. Uh, second one, um, I rolled a 17 on the dice. So that's plus eight, which is a lot. That hits. And holy shit, I rolled another nat one. And a, okay, that was a seven. That's going to be a 15 to hit. Those are all hits. These things have cool. AC 12. Nice. Zombies do not have high AC. I'm glad I didn't use the plague hosts though, because those things have AC 13. Oh, three, bad. three times as many hit points. <laughs> God, I hate zombies so much, guys. I hate zombies so zombies much. Zombies are they're just <laughs> awful. I, I hate them so much in games. It's the undead mechanic where it's like. <clears throat> Although I do like that they have a mechanic where they're they're indistinguishable from corpses, unless you back. use detect good and oh, evil. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's good. I just love the... You just blend in. <laughs> yeah, I'm just one of the guys. Just chilling with my homeboys. Just hanging out. Just Until I attack you. Yeah, just, just you know, opening up with one of the cold ones. All right. 43 points of damage. Is total. that... So you can't combine them. It's separate. Okay. Well. I, <laughs> fuck. You know what? What was your first attack? How much was that worth? Um, was it more than nine... Worth- was yeah, it, it was... Okay. Uh, that is all I need to know, because I rolled a four. So that means okay. that it's DC nine for me. Or, pardon okay. me, no, no, pardon me, not DC nine. That you must do more than nine points of damage. Ah, okay. Okay. Uh, so as you cleave into it, you're just going to continue to cleave, cleave, cleave yeah. until its head completely comes off, and the last noble zombie dies beneath you. And we are... A moment of, of quiet echoes through the chamber as the, um, the battle outside <laughs> rages. What do you do? Leiden's immediately going to push this dead zombie off of her, um, assuming it was still kind of partially attached. Kind of on, um, yeah, push it a little off. bit. Um, and we'll look around. Um, if, if she's going to run to Maxine. <laughs> yeah, Leiden's going to follow and we'll um, immediately apply cure wounds at second level. Okay. Uh, yeah. You reach your hand down and cure, but as you do, you feel the magic flowing into Maxine, healing him. And that's when you notice the black veins reaching up his arm. The plague is spreading. Outside, the battle intensifies. And as you heal him, 
there is an echo through the palace. More creatures like the one that you just faced roar. Outside, the sound of machine guns, Gatling guns, and mech troopers collide with the wild abandon of elvish warfighters. And above you, the sky burns. I suppose we're going to have to find out what happens in the actual final episode, which will be coming uh, soon, because we couldn't finish tonight, folks, so we're going to have 26 episodes, as it turns out, because it's already 11, because these fights are crazy. Uh, You know why? 26 is the best number. It just means we're an anime series. (laughs) 26 is my favorite number. Is it? Yeah. All right, so folks, uh, we will have to figure out when this game can run. Uh, check the schedule. I will post it on our Discord. Uh, but how how did you enjoy the, the penultimate game? Yes. Oh, that was so good. So good. Oh, my God. So much tension. Like, so much stress. So much emotions. What can I yeah. do now? I'm, trying I'm to sitting here staring at divine intervention going. You can do it now. I can. Try it. Try it. Do I use it now or do I save it for a really desperate moment? I guess we'll have to find out. Uh, Well, I mean, the thing is, is if you fail, there's no downtime on it. Is there not? I thought it was It's if you're successful. Yeah. Oh, I think there's a rest. You need to take like a short rest. Yeah, but still. Yeah. Otherwise, it's seven days that you have to wait if you're successful. I forgot that I get reactions like this. God damn it. (laughs) Nice. Folks, thank you so much for tuning in. Oh, what's up? Yeah. What's up? Oh, um, I have a point of determination that uh, needs to be applied. Let me mark that before we go. Boop. There we go. Uh, So, folks, thank you so much for tuning in. I'm going to mark the dozens of pages in all of my books that are going to be used uh, because I've got a couple more games before this. Uh, I hope you enjoyed what you saw here. If this is your first time joining us, be sure to give us a follow and a sub if you can do it for free. And uh, we really look forward to having you down for the actual finale when we get there. Uh, in the meanwhile, we got a bunch of other games that are happening very soon. Tomorrow night is Wild Beyond the Witchlight, uh, in which we are doing a uh, How to Run Chapter 2 of that module uh, episode. So a very special one. Wednesday, the Shards of Nern. Hopefully we'll be back um, after a long overdue um, hiatus. And uh, you'll be able to see some of the references that you might have missed in this episode if you're new to the channel because there were quite a few of those. Besides that, I just want to quickly thank my players for being here and for making time for our last episode. We were talking in the group chat while we were running game about, ooh, we're kind of pushed for time because we had all of those role-playing scenes. Uh, Mm -hmm. Is everybody okay with one more game? And everybody was like, yeah, no, it's for the best. We'd rather not rush it. And I'm like, great. I I agree, actually. it's As as much as I want to be free of this pain... Um, <laughs> it's been it's been such a good campaign and the storytelling has been such amazing and it's been so much fun it would be a shame to rush an ending because i'm sure you have an amazing ending i out. actually have multiple yeah. endings i have my my ending sheet right here actually yeah which I will nice. just, yeah each one of you has at least two different endings you could get oh each cool of oh, each of you yeah <laughs> Whoa, Mass Effect. Yeah, so you gotta choose which buttons you press, guys. Like, you want the blue the blue ending or the red well, ending? I guess well, I'm not retiring this wig tonight after all. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. We were just talking about that before we started tonight. Is, yep. Oh, well, I guess we're putting these costumes away, and that I wig know. can actually go like, away. Costume can go up there. Yeah, this wig this is one's been sitting on a wig stand on my dresser for, like, 
half a year now. <laughs> the, like. the, the, the swig's going back on the edge of the TV for another night. Nice. All right. All right. So, folks, I just want to thank you all for tuning in. Uh, I also want to do a special thank you to those of you who have joined the Patreon recently. It's been really growing, uh, which is great because this is my full-time job, prepping these games, running these games, editing these episodes, uploading them, doing all of the organization, social media, involving all of our artists, getting our community uh, nice and hyped for things, which also a lot of you players really help me out with. I really love it. Um, but if you have a couple bucks, uh, definitely go and support us on Patreon or give us subs here. Uh, it's honestly like asking or like throwing a couple coins in for a busk. If you like people who perform on the street or if you're tipping your server, tip your streamer because this is literally like 80, 90 yeah. hours a week, depending on the week. Uh, toss a coin to your dorks. Toss a coin to your streamer. Accurate. And I'll yes. run the Witcher. I will run the Witcher. Whoa! <laughs> oh, I need a gray wig then. <laughs> We're all just gonna be We're Geralt. All just Witchers. <laughs> we'll all be our We're version of Geralt. I have my Geralt. Siri costume. Damn straight you do. Damn straight. I'll let you play Siri. You can do it. <gasps> yes. It's just. It's just. You know. I. I would frame that as like. Hmm, I found this old game in the basement of Kermoran. <laughs> Geralt unfolds a screen. <laughs> Yes. Now we must. Because then you can wear yourselves. the girl twig. Yeah. You know, I have I have beard white too, right? Like I have yeah. beard whitening powder. Are there? Yeah, like specifically like hair whitening. <laughs> you, you play you play Amazing. Siri, and and I'll play Siri. Now directing you to Novigrad. Oh Turn my left. God! <laughs> Turn no. right. Into the marsh. The entire quest Siri, is to go is to uh, is to grow to that first town in The Witcher Three and install another fast travel point. <laughs> that is the entire point of the game is you have to bring a fast travel point to the inside circle there uh, so um, hey, thank you so much for uh, oh, supporting I... us those of you who are on the Patreon uh, for those of you who sub on, on Twitch we love you as well uh, quick shout out to the big supporters over on Patreon uh, that is DM Mike Jade and Shulton as my divine producers um, Nacro my demonic producer and my princes of the Patreon which are Taryn and Buddy thank you all so much for, for being there and thanks everybody else really um uh, we couldn't do it without you. And also, what was I going to say? Uh, we have a new campaign that is following this one up. It starts on the 18th, set in the province of Exolar. Uh, I am really looking forward to getting the new art for that. So it's going to be really great. And uh, it's going to be fun. So uh, we'll post the actual final game for this one uh, on our Discord soon and on our Twitter and all of that. So you'll be able to see it when the updated schedule comes all out in a couple days. Things. Facebook right. as well. Facebook as well. And probably YouTube too. So uh, folks, we'll see you next time. Uh, stay safe and uh, go take a nap. You deserve it. Good night, everybody. Bye. Bye. The Reign of Emerys is a Dork Tales production. It stars Christine Rattray as Claudette Belmont, Amy Godfrey as Leiden Ann Marev, Caitlin Vinkel as Talfrin Prideri, Robin Holford as Ivy, and Katrina McGee as Veritrix Soulstar. Its dungeon master is Kelly Clark. Our opening theme is Resolution by Alexander Nakarada, and our closing theme is Find Them, also by Alexander Nakarada. For a full list of the music used in this episode, check the show notes below. To learn more about the world that Reign of Emerys is set in, check out our wiki or visit our Discord where there's plenty of information to go around. Thanks for supporting this podcast. If you like what we do here and would like to help Dork Tales grow, leave a five-star review, share us with your friends, and leave a comment below. And hey, while we're talking about people who support Dork Tales, I'd like to take a minute to thank all of our patrons at patreon.com slash dorktales. Starting with our Patreon producers. Our world-building producer, Jade, the maker of monsters. Our divine producer, uh, my mom, and I guess my stepdad, Bob. Our demonic producer, Bricarious. Our fun, but evil, Funkle. We love you, Uncle Marty. 
our wizard of the Patreon, Tammy the Forever Cleric. You're a wizard now, Tammy. Our princes of the Patreon, Taryn, the original Dorktales fangirl, Dustin, our time-traveling buddy from 1977, Drizelta, a.k.a. James Bododge, Cubby Gummy, Amberthist, The Traveler, Raven with Baubles, Karasha Urquhart, Drew Thompson, Sergio, Chef Aladeth, LaRouk, and Sorcerer Sanguine. Our level 10 heroes, Nacro, the Straw Hat Devil, Hans H. Boundahoof, Professor Multiverse, Snowy323, Adam Bomb, Tabitha Rudkin, Chandra Magic, Prophet of Woe, Draconis Majers, Dodger Lakers fan, Jamal Cheatham, Renee Hayes, Spork Saber, Colin Son, Iron Warrior X, Danica Rising, Voidweaver, and Rufio. Our very important patrons, who donate five or more dollars per month, an actual guinea pig, Dale Cope, the eternal student of life, Camille, who may be six possums in a trench coat, Evan, longtime listener, first-time patron, Jason Tudor, the mayor of Icewind Dale, Krista Mitchell, the Siege FX engine, Rio, but without the OZ, Robin Holford, the wine master, United Adventure Company, S.M. Pace, Hillary, Matt D.S., Eric and Amber, Evil, Tommy Kiyama Svensson, Olivia, Joe Abad, Red Monk, Stormshanks, Jacob, Random Equinox, Uncanny Kate, Dazed Apricot, Ray G., The Bongmaster, David Ellis, Jeremy Smith, Lockjen, Slurm, Slouching Beast, Graham Rudkin, Frankenax, Policino, Chris Deeds, Malazang, Jacob Shinji McDonald, Laura Arasmith, Mashmakan, Just Andy, an Insomniac Veterinarian, Marcel, Los Grack and So Honorable, Bryn Hawker, Whistler, DM Shari, Gaming Hyperpanda, Stuart Tiffin, Ethereal Ashy, The Dixon Three, Owls, Bartold, KC, Eduardo Garcia, Tyler Saunders, David Carnan, Fally Pally, Waffle Rabbit, Eric of Norse Foundry, Robbie Dick, Park Parker Radborn, Caitlin Vinkel, Brandon Keane, Walter Manbeck, Diggy Diggy Blog, Marcos Olguin, Chris Kane, Braddockism, Stephen, Denise Atwood, Wolfgang, Nyla, Russell Christian, Shelley Garvin, Joseph, Stephen Malik, Game Hen, Panda Sior, and James G. And finally, our Dork Squad. Jen Peters, Daniel, Brent, CTRSTY, Hayliz, Patrick, Zach Rules, Ace Emmett, Renee Anderson, Britton Williams, Ava Hernandez, Jacob Imbury, Catherine Petricelli, Kathleen Halperin, Robin Barton, Judith Steen, Orion the Scott, Heavy Metal and T, Erica Lena, Kayla Haynes, Shannon McLean, Oni Yuri, Cade Green, Stephen Pearson, and Chip. If you'd like to hear your name at the end of these episodes and get access to exclusive perks, feel free to join us on patreon.com slash dorktales. Dorktales survives on the generosity of our patrons, and I can't express how grateful I am to each and every one of you for your support. Thank you so much, and thanks to you for listening. If you want to reach out, you can find us on the Dorktales Discord. We hope you join us, and we'll see you in the next episode.